The Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a ratchet studio audience. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry. I'm me representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech. The revolution is pending. But it's cool because you see we on a mission. Television off, this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we keep it real. Yo, what is good, everybody? You are listening to Where's My 40 Acres Podcast. This is Phenom Black. Twan and Deidre are here. It's been a while. We haven't put out a new episode, maybe in like, I want to say probably since June. Probably haven't put out a new Where's My 40 Acres Podcast episode since June. But if you're premium, that's not the case. Yeah, because we were supposed to do a review. We were supposed to do an episode the week of July 4th, but you came down with the yeah with the sick and then we decided to just move it to this week and then this is the last week i can do reviews because next week i'm in san diego and the week we come back i'm not doing a, we're not doing a podcast that week either i'm just not gonna have the energy i won't either because i'll be uh i think that's the the wednesday before i go home yeah Early i just won't know what's going on in the world Thursday morning it just won't be a good week to podcast. So essentially we have had one podcast, one new podcast episode this month for the freemium feed for the regular 40 folk. But if you're premium, that is not the case. If you're a premium, you've already gotten two disaster cat. Well, you got two new episodes this week. One of them was the X-Men episode with Deidre. (laughs) Okay. That was, that was a thing. That was a thing that just happened. Oh, oh, I said that loudly. I'm a little oh. delusional. I literally have been up since 3 a.m. Oh, no, and man. I have worked a 15 hour shift. Tell your real so. feelings about that, boo. <laughs> yeah, it all. I'm a little, out. I'm a little crazy right now. So it's fine, it's fine. And we also did. I had Cook on, and we talked about Stranger Things season three of The Best of Erica. And so then, you know, I've yet to see the Stranger Things because you fucking around, man. Like you're not you. Lord, you I have a whole list. Like you, you know do, how long my list around. is. Except to watch. You is, but you playing around. Like you see Stranger Things and you see that cover and you're avoiding it just like you avoided us. It ain't no accident you ain't seen Stranger Things yet. No, now I will watch Stranger Things because you said it wasn't scary. It was just creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. It's creepy yeah. and it's got little monsters in it. Like it's creepy. Yeah, it's I not can like creepy. I know no, you can do creepy. Scary. Yeah, see, I, see, I can do that. But you haven't done it yet, so. Lord, it's so much stuff. I have to. I have a full list of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I when I come home, it's like I come home at late at night. <laughs> Wait, that sounds hooker. It, it really did. That didn't sound. That didn't... I come late at night. Uh, but, uh... I come home late at night. I feel like that's the intro to a rat to one of these Freddie Gibbs songs. <laughs> I come home late at night. What? what or, the, or the Black Pumas, because they could go left. <laughs> I come home late at night. 
But yeah, I'm gonna watch it because I, I keep seeing good things and how it's possibly a season four. So it's on my ever growing list of stuff to watch. Man, shit just got quiet. It Damn. did. I don't know. It it did get quiet for a hot second. Yeah, that, that I don't know why. That. I was done. Uh, off my we all off contemplating my why you ain't watching Stranger Things. It was like, man. No, it was off my conversation. I just, I just finished uh, Black Mirror because I I hadn't watched those. So I I finished that. I watched two episodes of the new season and was like, I'm good, and I, I might come back later, but I wasn't impressed. And then I binge watched Euphoria, which I like. So it's, I'm getting there. And then I have to watch all those struggle X-Men films. <laughs> it's only two hours of your life. It's only two hours oh. that you'll never get back. It's only two Man. hours. Man. <laughs> is real. They're bad. But yeah, if you want to see how DJ really feels about them, then just go ahead and uh, <laughs> sign up for premium. And you can listen to us talk about the Astraordinary X-Men trilogy films one through three with a little bit of Wolverine thrown in for some origin <laughs> and she's going to continue that so we'll see y'all next month to do the next set which will be the Wolverine films I think or whatever order she does them in I imagine we'll have two more sets and maybe we'll just finish them and then do the Fantastic Four films and then we'll be done with this debauchery of <laughs> film festivaling <laughs> it's a mess oh. like, they're, re- they're really they're unwatchable as far as I'm concerned because they're because they are just so many better films. Like, why would you waste your time watching those piece of shit ass movies unless you were doing it for people who was paying to hear you rant and rave about them? Or oh, my bad, rage about them. Just rage watch the shit out of them. So if that's the reason you're watching them, because you got premium supporters who like to hear y'all's frustrations over the microphone, then absolutely go watch them. If you're watching them because to enjoy them, you need to get your head checked out because you are broken or you just feel like you don't deserve better. And I'm here to tell you, you deserve all the better because <laughs> there is better out here for you. So if you are, if you are new to the podcast, I'm going to give you a bit of information that you can probably use to better your life. One Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on iTunes, if you're on Stitcher, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Google, wherever you're at, if you can subscribe, go ahead and subscribe. Helps us out, builds listenership, and you're going to get some podcast episodes to listen to. I think we're on like episode, I don't know, we're on episode 600 and something or something. I don't, I don't know. At this point, I just, the numbers don't even matter. Just know we've been doing this almost every week for the last eight years. The numbers are high. So, you know, it just, we just keep doing these all the time. And if you're like, damn, we only getting one free episode this month. I mean, premium isn't premiums getting the X-Men episode premiums, getting the stranger things review episode premiums, getting the child's play versus Chucky episode premiums, getting disaster cast for volcano. Premium's Are we watching getting... another movie for four? I mean, we watched oh. the volcano. I, I thought we talked about something else. Maybe not Disaster Cast, but a We Watch Ratchet. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we could do for a We Watch Ratchet. Was it one particular film you were talking about we should do a We Watch Ratchet for? I, th- I think we talked. I'd have to look in the chats, but we were talking about it, how it needs to be a um, 
we watch Ratchet. I'm down. I'm gonna for have it. to look and re talk about it. I'm down for it. Just remind <laughs> me what it was, and we can watch it. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, if you want to support the podcast in any other way, or if you want to support the podcast, which is what premium is for, then you just go to where's my 40 acres.com and you go to the premium section. If you want to support the podcast without doing premium, you can go sign up for Patreon and you'll get one premium episode every once in a while. I'm not going to guarantee it's every month because it is what it is. But over there, you donate whatever you want to. And if I think it's over like $2, then you get to listen to premium every once in a while. If you're signed up for Spotify, which means if you follow us on Spotify, you get a premium episode every once in a while as well. So you get the regular podcast weekly. And like this week, I put the Stranger Things review on there. Also, if you aren't subscribed to Cook's podcast, The Cooking the Gooch Show, which is on Podomatic, you can go listen to that as well. That premium episode is also on their feed. So there are three places that you can get our Stranger Things Season 3 review. Spotify, Cook's podcast, and Premium. Premium just happened to get it first. Premium had it two days before everybody else had it. And that is the only premium show that's going on premium networks this month. Everything else is straight up premium. So you will not get to hear Child's Play versus Chucky. You will not get to hear us rage about the X-Men. You won't get to hear any of that if you're not premium. So I suggest you go sign up on the site for that. It's $5 for the first month. And then after that, you pay the regular price. Or you can just sign up for the whole year and get two months for free. But that also gives you over 200 plus episodes of premium. Yeah, it's a lot. Like We put in work. The other thing that I started doing was I was playing around on the website because I was trying to figure out how to use this like template thing that we can put into place to allow posting to be a lot easier. It basically has everything. It pulls everything from the main post and sticks it in a nice, pretty looking post. And I don't have to go in there and actually do anything to it. It's already pre-done. All I have to do is give it a title, give it a body and give it a picture. And it just looks pretty automatically. I love it. It's great. It took me like eight hours to figure out how to do it right. Um, what I've done now is I started doing concert reviews. I specifically wanted to give concert reviews their own blog type because I want to start actually posting those. Where else are you going to see the pictures that I get from doing concerts, uh, concert photography? I figure like nobody's buying. I'm not like working for another outlet. I'm not selling them. I post them on strangecoolworld.com, but that's about it. And I don't actually do album reviews like I'm supposed to consistently. So I'm trying to work on that this year and make it a thing. So expect to see. I think the first review I put up was for Shormi. She is from Chesapeake, Virginia. She was dope. She opened for Crumb. So dope. The next one that goes up is probably going to be for Corridor. They also opened for Crumb. I love them. Yes. And they're, they're lead guitarist, which is, he was in it. He was feeling it. He was feeling mm. all the music. He really was. After that, there will be one for Crumb. And then there will be one for Baby Rose. And then there will be one for uh, Ari Lennox. And hopefully, God bless my cross fingers, the one that follows Ari Lennox is Black Pumas. But I'm trying to work on some Black Puma shit. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm trying to get into their NPR. Because I know they're going to do a tiny desk. And I'm trying to figure out who I can contact to beg and plead to stand in the back of tiny desk when they come. Cause their show is a couple months from now. And when they come here, they're definitely going to go do a tiny desk. Cause NPR is pushing them hard right now. What, um, where did they, what tiny, they're like NPR, where are they located? It's in downtown DC. They just do it at oh. one of their offices. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, okay. They basically, so tiny, the way tiny desk works from what I'm read is, most of the people that work 
it's like a it's like a it's like a raffle you like everybody puts in and then some people whoever gets pulled gets to go but mm-hmm. also there are people in there who i guess get to go all the time and they can also bring like a plus one to these little, oh. little tiny death segments and they actually like move around it, it literally is like that scene that that scene with from the atlanta from atlanta yep it's like that they move the desk and stuff around they create the stage it's like a regular office but they move all the stuff around or whatever i think and you just perform so oh, dope. i'm trying to get in there with my camera and get some shots and hopefully then follow that up with concert shots from the live show in dc so if you want to see black pumas we're going to be talking about them tonight if you want to see them live, they're doing a show at U Street Music Hall in D.C. Tickets are $15 fucking dollars. Their vinyl costs more than their live show tickets. And I'm telling y'all, it's absolutely worth it. We haven't started reviewing the album yet, but they're I was amazing. Say, we might as well segue. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. Um, shoot, if you want to reach out to us, where's my, it's a podcast at where'smy40acres.com is the email. And if you want to leave a voicemail, you know what the deal is. Please leave voicemails. We like hearing from y'all. It's Four four three eight three two three four nine for a call. Leave us a voicemail. So let us know how you feel, especially after these reviews. Let us know how you feel about these albums. Also, just a little extra this week. Call and let us know how you feel about Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj. We've got Nicki Minaj fans that listen to the Sir. podcast. I did not know that Sir. that was a thing. Call <laughs> and let us know Sir. who is more annoying, Cardi B or Nicki Minaj. Four four three eight three two three four nine one. I want to hear from you, nigga. Call in and let us know. You know what's annoying? (laughs) That Black Pumas is not coming to fucking Atlanta. That's what's annoying right now. I just looked it up. Oh, that's trash. 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 Why would you not go to the Mecca, nigga? Who do I have to bitch and complain to? Why would you you not go to nigga Mecca? I don't understand. I know. I don't get this. Mm, And he got a soulful voice, too. He would shut it down in Atlanta. Oh, they could even did um, Afropunk. Like uh, another radio tone, like he, that's it, that's it. Atlanta shut down. That's it. This nigga sound like he from the sixties. That's it. It's over. It's always Marvin Gaye's little brothers up there singing. Listen, bruh. Like y'all not coming to Atlanta, but you're going to Spring Green, Wisconsin. What the fuck is there? I don't. Mm-mm. People that lo- I guarantee you, people that love Black Pumas, they sell us some tickets. Y'all ain't nothing in Wisconsin but cheese. Mm-hmm. People who like cheese. They like black food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they don't love us. People who like cheese. They like black pumas. You right. Are you Let's, going to the Baltimore one or the DC one? Wait, there's a Baltimore one? Who's at the Baltimore? Where's the Baltimore one? It's tomorrow. No, it's not. <laughs> Stop lying. No, it's I'm not. Looking at it now. It's not fucking funny. What's Deirdre? the WTMD first? Huh? WTMD? What? That's not a real it's place. Off of, I'm on their website. What the fuck is this? WMTD first Thursday concert. And it's free. Boston Street. The you fuck? See it? It's fucking free. You need to take a drive tomorrow. Yeah, oh, no, you're leaving tomorrow. No, I'm not leaving tomorrow. I'll leave Friday. Oh, well, you better drive I'm up here now looking at first Thursday trying to figure out what the fuck this is. <laughs> they go on stage at 840. What the hell? <laughs> it is free. It is free 99. It is fucking free. They sell posters. 
That's bomb. Bro, I'm so angry right now. Like, how the fuck? You Duh. can't go? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I might need no? to talk to some people tomorrow, and we might need to switch some things around, because... Yeah, I'm trying to go to oh, this. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm trying to go oh. to this. They gonna, listen, they're going to stage at 840. If I, if, I can, if I just need to be there from 840 to 9, that's fine. Because Baltimore is 15 minutes away. Like, this ain't shit. I was going to say, you closer to uh, Baltimore than D.C. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just lost right now. Like, I am flabbergasted. <laughs> These white people don't know Black Puma. See, aren't you glad I looked on here? Danger. Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm going to be up in here. Doing something. <laughs> and it's free. Man. Nigga, it is free 90 fucking nine. That's bomb. Like it just says free. I don't understand. Like, what is this? Join us in Canton Waterfront Park for the first Thursday festival. It's free music on the waterfront. Music starts at 5 30 and admission is free. Absolutely no glass containers. Rainers, bro. I'm go- I'm, go- I'm 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 going. Oh, so maybe wow. I don't see no tickets or nothing. I'm going. Like, I just got to show up and listen. I'm going to try to network with these dudes if I can. This is probably the best place to do it. Nigga. Because you know yes. I ain't going to be... You know niggas ain't going to know them like that Bruh, here. When, this, when these niggas put on, oh, it's about to be lit. Them drunk white people don't know what... They ain't going to know what hit them. They're going to be like, wait. Mm-hmm. Is it the 70s? They about, they about to eat some blue crab and, like, oh lose God. their minds. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to this tomorrow. <laughs> bananas okay so yeah that just changed my life so that was a thing <laughs> that was a thing wow i'm just i'm i did not because i just looked at the like i just put in for their tours and the only one that popped up was the u street one this did not pop up at all i wouldn't be surprised if they just if this probably just got put on i don't know when it got added i just know that it is fire that they're doing it what's crazy is they going all up and down the east coast and they're not coming to Atlanta. i don't know why and then they're going across seas. They doing I know, a couple of free right, shows too. Right. Dude, they doing a show in Delaware at Dogfish Headbroom. Go ahead, bro. They're gonna be a dogfish head. That could be a double trip. You could go there and get some drink. Go to the brewery, get some dogfish mm-hmm. head, and you could listen to these niggas sing. That's that would amazing. be ideal. Nigga. They going to a lot of a. Uh, they going like what is this? Triple Crown Whiskey Bar, Raccoon Motel. That sounds sick. <laughs> but everybody's like, who are y'all talking about? Okay, so there is this group. I guess it's, it's a. You could say it's a band, but it's really a duo called Black Pumas. And Black Puma consists of. I just had the guy's information, and then Deidre sent me that damn link and i completely lost it <laughs> like i was i had all of his information in front of me and i was like black pumas mm, background history gone what is this a live show oh here i am <laughs> let me see black pumas on their bam camp page because they got a couple of pages where you can go and uh dig it out let's see so black pumas is quote the creative partnership between Grammy Award-winning guitarist, producer Adrian Casado, and 27-year-old songwriter who sounds like he's 53, Eric Burton. And they were voted Best New Band at the 2019 Austin Music Awards. Let's see. Following their coronation as Best New Band, 
Black Pumas releases their second single, Fire, which is Fire, the follow-up to their song of the year winning Black Moon Rising, which is the opening intro on the album. Black Pumas is led by, I just read that, uh, let's see, oh no, this is different. They're led by a creative partnership between Grammar with da, da, da. Burton, Eric Burton is a relative newcomer who arrived in Austin in 2015 after busking his way across the country from Los Angeles, while Casada has a storied reputation for playing in bands like Grupo, Phantasma, and Brownout, while also producing acclaimed projects like 2018's Look at My Soul, The Latin Shade of Texas Soul. After the two connected via friends in the Austin scene, they began to collaborate on a new sound that transmutes soul into something idiosyncratically modern, reminiscent of Ghostface Killer and Motown. Oh, shit. In equal, I mean, I could, Ghostface definitely uses samples like this and just raps over. Mm -hmm. Equal measure, this original sound ensured that Black Puma's weekly residency at Sea Boys quickly became the hottest party in town. Austin American Statesman, I'm guessing that's where this is pulled from. So Black Pumas, the album, um, when did it? It dropped like two weeks ago. It dropped like the twenty that week of the twenty eighth, I think, mm-hmm. of June. Because uh, Ro from MTR Network told me to listen to it. She was like, "Go check this out," and it was kind of like, "Just let me know I'm not tripping." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll go listen to it when I get a chance." Because I was also listening to Gibbs, and I was listening to Black Keys. So the list was long. Like it was a bunch of things I was listening to that week. And then I listened to this black Pumas album and that's what I was listening to for the rest of the day. Like bandanas is fire. And of course, black keys is fire, but I was listening to this black Pumas for the rest of the day. Yeah. I, um, same thing. Like I was listening to those two things and some other stuff. Um, and I remember when you told me about them and I was like, I never heard of these them ever I don't know if it's just a group whatever and I listened to it at work but you know it's so hard to like really really listen to it at work because you know you get pulled in five different directions so I was I kind of skimmed through it and then um I remember I went to the pool and I listened to it and I was like holy shit boss (laughs) like this is phenomenal like Something like then, just like what you said, like you know, Black Keys is good and Freddie Gibbs is good, but you know, it's all it's something when it's really good and it's something different, like you know, something unexpected, and that's exactly what Black Pumas is. Is I've, I've sent um, the information to my dad and was was like, oh, you need to listen to them, and um, he called me like earlier this week and said like, oh, they are jamming, like he loves them now. <laughs> It's such a good, they're such a good group. I'm so mad I'm not going to see them. Lie, I need y'all to add some more damn shows, bro. You talk to them tomorrow, you tell them that. I will. So here's the here's the real question, though. Here's the question that matters. Tuan, did you actually listen to this album? Yes, I did. I thought it would be a follow-up question. No, I, you were supposed to continue on with your impressions of it like the rest of us did. Oh, okay, man. No, no, the album is amazing. Like, I didn't really know what to expect when I saw Black Pumas. Like, I knew nothing about it. Knew, didn't know who they were. If it was a group, it was one person. Um, But, like, 
soon as you hit the first song, like it kind of sets the tone for the whole album. And it's it's weird because it feel is it feels retro, but it doesn't feel like they're trying to sound like they're from the seventies. It doesn't sound like cover music, but it does yeah. have this has this feel that it could easily, if done by the wrong person, sound like cover songs. Yeah, it's like it's it's on that I kept thinking it was like this has to be just organic what they vibed with and what they came up with because like if you were like, hey, we're trying to do this, it would have sound differently because it still sounds new and it's and and but old at the same time and the boy and the guy's voice is amazing. Like when I heard his voice, I was looking to try to find what he looks like. And then when I saw him, I was like, no, nah, that's not the dude that sings that song. You did you see the video I sent or did you do that before I sent the video to the I chat? did it before. Okay. I, ended up, I ended up watching the uh the video to Black Moon Rising. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I don't know if I was expecting some old dude that like BB King to be singing. Even but, then though, hey, like this works. It it's I don't know if a video captures it as like a professionally done video would capture it as much as just watching the raw video of him walk out on stage while drinking something and then putting it down and just grabbing the microphone and that voice coming out. It doesn't fit. I love that though. I love to see I like, you know, to to have somebody that you see them and you like, but you sound like this. But you look like this. <laughs> <laughs> like you have like that preconceived notion, like oh they were going to be singing like you know, whatever how they look like. Sometimes like I'll say for example like Joy, like you you see her and you think it's going to be some you know, Erica Badu ish type stuff, and then when she opens her mouth and she's singing all these octaves and like hitting like high, and you be like where did this come from? I'm like so intrigued. Or like a gallant who sings like seven million octaves <laughs> when he could easily look like he's a whisper singer. Like it's, I, I, I kind of like people like that. Um, so yeah, he's definitely one. You would never think like when he opens his mouth, he sounds like that. Did you read any of their interview stories? Cause there's not a lot of interviews with them directly. There's coverage of them from mm-hmm. different places, but essentially how the story went was, so uh, Adrian was looking for a singer. He had written all of this music, uh, the lyrics and the, you know, or arranged all the tunes, but he didn't have a singer and all of the singers he kept going through. They just didn't fit. And then one of his friends was like walking down sixth street at South by Southwest and heard this guy singing. And he called his friend. It's, it's like that scene for back to the future. Hey, Barry, you know that new sound we're looking for? <laughs> well, listen to this. It's <laughs> just like that. Like, that's how I imagined it when I read the article. He heard the guy, you know, he kind of connected with the guy, and he passed the guy his friend's information. And then this guy that's been singing on the street during South by Southwest took the number and, like, put it in his pocket and literally sat on it. For like three weeks, he didn't contact Adrian. And his people was like, bruh, you need to call that guy. Like, he's a Grammy award-winning composer or guitarist. Like, you need to call him. And finally, he called him. And Adrian had him sing over the phone. Adrian said he immediately, he was like, that's what, this is the voice I'm looking for. This is what I've been looking for. So, you know, they, he gave him like the lyrics and they linked up and they just, 
started working on the project and this is what we got from it 10 tracks of a nigga that sound like he he should have a strong slip back <laughs> hey, I just not a strong slip a back. strong I slip mean, back yeah he he really does um i you know it's just kind of like refreshing because you you get a lot of the especially like i said you know black men you the first thing you think like oh they're gonna be like trey songing it up or you know or it's just gonna be some half-ass like jeremiah stuff with auto-tune so to hear this type of voice like to hear like how raw and authentic it is and listening to the words and like the lyrics and you feeling what he's singing? <laughs> uh, it's it's so good. I know everybody's like, okay, so what do they sound like? What do they sound like? So I'm finding a way to get around some things, and I'm going to actually let y'all hear a live version of them at Austin City Limits Radio performing. And they're performing Black Moon Rising. Okay, so first off, that audio is coming through the wrong outlet. So let's get that right, because I can hear it, but y'all can't hear it. Let's go ahead and configure that really quickly. All right, we should be good now. Let's see. Under the raving sun's open fire, fire, fire. In the new, in the new, we all have desires. I want you to be my woman, baby. Every time you get dressed in black, you give a grown man a heart attack. I pray that good Lord will bring you back in the sunshine. Shoot me down and break the law. It's the black rising. You brave the sign. I'm like, this just reminds me of all those skits from Ghostface Killer albums where it's a nigga that just starts singing. Sometimes I feel like, like, I'm just like, this is this nigga, but he finally made it. Like, one of them finally made it. He gives me like, uh, I mean, and it's like in the same group, but he still sounds like his own person, like the Cody Chestnut and like, um, who else would I had in my head and it just it just left my brain. But you know what I mean? Like just real soulful. They start singing and you just feel all that shit. <laughs> it just, uh, I mean, I heard it and I was like, wow, this is the first song. But when he got to know you better, I was done. I had know you better on repeat for a while. Just the, just the arrangement of that song and then his voice over it completely mm-hmm. captivated me and i mean it's a lot of things that i that i like that i that i remembered or realized from listening to this album one if you give a song a the name like the title of the song is a date it's probably gonna be fire like it's probably some deep fire shit and if you name a song colors and use <laughs> colors throughout the song to describe emotions and settings and stuff 
is probably going to be fire. And that goes all the way back to the fucking Dells. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the, like the number one, like, um, because I like all the songs. Like, not like, I love all the songs, but um, that October 33, that was the one I was like, okay, these, these niggas, because this number one, like I said, and I think I put this on Facebook, it needs to be on somebody's film. It needs to be on somebody's TV series. Like, how can you not have this song on something? Like, it's just, it's so vivid. It's, oh, it's so good. I'm going to tell you what I realized. I'm going to tell you what got me later. So I had been listening to the album, like, hardcore all weekend, driving everywhere, everywhere. And I did not pick up next week on the guitar in Touch the Sky. Mm-hmm. And now that shit is captivating every time it comes on. Mm. Just the way they play the guitar and touch the sky is just I, like y'all gotta hear this. It, it shit is so good. shit <laughs> i was like yo it. what the fuck i have to see him sh- do like pluck those strings live yo see i would try i wanted to find out more about the production side of what he was doing because i know the other dude the one that the producer he the one like he he composed wrote all that stuff right yeah yeah that was his those are his babies all right, because I'm trying to, because it, it was a lot of, um, I mean, you know me, I, I love a good sample. So, there's, but there's a lot of riffs and stuff that I've just heard from other songs. And I was wondering if he like, if those were straight samples or if they were just like, you know, when somebody uses a guitar riff from here and there and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I can like, see it. Because like Black Moon Rising, that's the same guitar riff from, uh that sampled in liquid swords there's another uh, one he sampled up i don't know if it's stay gold but there was one i was like i clearly recognize that he got no this better it's the um God, i can't remember the original track oh, man, see, no, no better is a trevor dandy junk that was used by the roots when they did dear god okay that drums yeah, it's a lot going on with this project, y'all. I it's just like we're not doing a uh track by track review, but there's no reason for me to even go through here really and tell you, oh, this track is dope and this track is dope. This is a non-skip. The only song that take kind of takes you out of the sound of the album drastically is Sweet Conversations. And mm-hmm. it's the last song on the album, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, like this the album, how long is the album? Man, it's, it's thirty nine minutes. It's not. It's not that long, right? It's 30, not that long. It's thirty nine minutes. Okay. I, yeah, I ain't think so because like it's a like I, I think I was listening to it on Spotify, and you kind of just kind of sink back into the vibe. 
But you know that Spotify would start playing like songs like it, so they started repeating songs. Uh-huh. So I, was like, I was like, "Hold up, hold up! Did I get to the end of the album already?" Like, then I was like, "How long have I been sitting here?" You know what I mean? Because like you just put, you could put it on and just hit play, and 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 you would just vibe out to it. I got to go reach out to my dad and get him to listen to it because I think he'll love it. Oh, I'm sending this to my dad. Um, like I'm gonna send him the video yeah, so he can play it loves, on his phone. Like he loves it. Like he was like. Yeah. Who are they? <laughs> like, yeah, because it's just new. It's new and old at the same time, bro. It's so much. It's, it's so it's much. Not a, that it's not a pandering type of old. It's not somebody trying. Like I'm trying to do this. It was just like I said. The, this is the sound that these two guys came up with. But it's. But like, you can clearly tell it's a callback to that like soul funk. Era. Like it's because oh, they it's, they right. call it soul rock. And that's it's, what my dad soul. loves. Like, like he's. The, you know, like the mandrels and the you know um, average white bands. Like he, lo- like he loves a good guitar riff. He loves like the big productions. Even if it's you know, even though it's just them, it's you know, authentic. It's not you know, you could tell like it's not like something where they pulled um, you know like flutes and all this stuff from a computer. Yeah, but yeah. it's raw. Like you know, like Very. you feel you feel the emotion. You feel everything that person is saying like he's always been a big fan of that so he instantly loved this it, it's like it's just it's soul and blues at its best and it was it was cool because i think i listened because we you know we were going to do all these reviews so i listened to black keys right before i listened to black pumas i did the same mm-hmm. thing and a part of it felt like if you take the vibe that you get from Black Keys Music Rise and, and put then put a soul, soul thing over, over top of it oh! yep. that's exactly what it is because i listened to black keys and i was like the guitar riffs and the instrumentation and stuff he's using in the background, Black Keys already does this. What they don't have is Eric. If they had mm-hmm. Eric, because I, I remember I told DJ too, I said, like, it's kind of crazy that a different Adrian got a hold of Eric. Because if Adrian Young had got a hold of Eric, he could have made an album like this. And it would have yeah. been phenomenal. Absolutely. Adrian Young has been putting out instrumental stuff like this for years. If he'd have had Eric's vocals and writ- somebody writing lyrics for him over that stuff, oh my God. And then, DJ, you talk about October 33. Well, yeah, Eric, that's what Eric does. He scores. I mean, that's what Andrea Young does. He scores. So mm-hmm. all of the stuff he would have given Eric would have worked in a, in a black-ass film. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait for you to go see Last Black Man in San Francisco. Wait till you hear the music, the score for the film. Yeah, I go see it tomorrow. The, the score for that movie I'm... is fucking phenomenal. Mm, it is amazing. Yeah, I, would, I would say that's was something that's good with all three of the albums that we are, that we review it. They all just work as music. Yes. Like, just like you, I can feel like every one of them has a, has a grandness to it that you feel like it could be a score. Black Keys Black Pumas bandana, like with Mad Lib making the sounds. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just a, oh, it was just, it was a great time making music because I was listening to three, I was listening to three different albums and three different genres, and it felt like all of these fit like different pieces in the puzzle to this one beautiful music picture that I was like enjoying this week, and I was like, oh, this is this is great. But that <laughs> never happens for us anymore. Like we we might get one or two good albums a week, and then if you discover something, that's fine. But for us to get three, I, I feel like for me, those are three albums that will like make 2019 the year it was for me when it all said and done. Because as of right now, with all this stuff we've listened to, with all the uh, Anderson Pac albums and, you know, some of the rap albums we've heard, but like 
Tyler's albums and these albums now that we've heard, and I think I'm still like waiting for a Tame Impala, and there's a possibility we might get a Rihanna album. Like with all of those albums, the ghost face out. got a ghost face joint coming. Like with all of that stuff that's going down right now, right now, Black Pumas is my favorite album this year. Like hands down, it, I I know all the words to the songs already. I've been listening to it non fucking stop, and every time they come here and perform, I want to go see it. And like, how many albums do you get a year where you're like, I want to send this home to my dad? I heard their project and was like, I need this on vinyl. If there's mm-hmm. if there's a if there's an album you need on vinyl, like if you're trying to capture a moment in time on get vinyl, get the analog feel with it. Oh, this is it. This, this is the album. Like all of the other albums they dropped this year, they're going to be somewhere. I'm like, yeah, I want that on vinyl. Like I want, I might want that Black Keys on vinyl. I don't know yet. I wanted this album on vinyl as soon as I heard it. When I first heard Black Moon Rising, he started singing. I was like, I need this on vinyl because mm-hmm. this is going to be one of those ones that people are going to be looking for. Like years from now, and oh yeah, they're just that good. Like his voice and the, the combination of his voice and the producer is just—it's perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like you hear, like you know, I think of um, what's the guy's name, um, Aloe Black. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I like Aloe Black, but he's very popular. Right, it's still different. Like he's like you, you hear his voice, you're like, oh, he has a different voice. It's soulful, but it's not. It doesn't feel soulful for me. Like it just, it's just nice to hear. Whereas I hear, you know, him like Eric, and I hear him sing, and I like, I, I vividly like, I feel it, I, I see it. Like it's, you just get that, that whole like all the senses like you feel everything you see everything so it's it's just like night and day i i'm really and he's just 27 27 i love these like the under 30s of like artists like even like him and tyler is where you know i did even hear like Jaden's album and i'll that was dope like just how openly creative they are and not afraid to be themselves I and not feeling like they have to be put into, you know, like this I, box of I have to sound like this person or this group of people. No, just sound how you sound. Like he's church risen. Like he sounds like he sounds. And I, you know, I wish that this person had fucked up his name, but Daniel Caesar's album that he released is not bad. It's actually a solid, nice to listen to project, and he has a good singing voice. He's just dumb. He's a dumbass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck would you alienate your fan base and dare them not to fuck with your music and your fan base nigga is niggas like you dare nigga, nigga I dare you not to, I dare you to not do some shit well guess what nigga challenge accepted cause I'm a nigga and all yeah, of the niggas he challenged I listened to it and I was like I'm just gonna do it just to see if we missed out and sadly I'm not gonna say we missed out I'm gonna say he missed out on this and I feel bad for every musician that worked on that project with him because they put in good fucking work and he ruined it for everybody to the point where if he, if it had just been what he said on YouTube, I would push, like, I'd be like, Deidre, for real, like, you should check it out, though. It's actually good. Like, despite him being a jackass, it's actually a good album. But he actually continues to be a jackass kind of on the project. There are songs where it sounds like he's challenging people not to listen to him by actually saying it. And I'm like, bro, you, you, clearly you were still making this album when that whole Instagram shit happened. 
because mm-hmm. it leaked over right into this project. It's in your words. You're saying it again. You just don't want to be popular anymore. You got 200 million streams for songs with uh, uh, Callie Uchis and um, her, and you feel like you good now that you don't ever need to make money again, I guess. Because his streams mm-hmm. dropped drastically from the first album to this album. And this is one of those situations where I'm like, yo, he might have fucked up, but that first album is still getting spun. I still got that shit on vinyl. <laughs> I'm still playing it because that first album is fire. He's a jackass, but that first album, uh, uh, Daniel Caesar with the dreads is fire. Daniel Caesar <laughs> with the cut. <laughs> his his power was in his hair. He shouldn't have cut it. Wow. Or his common sense. There's a lot of people that have that, that issue where... Once they cut their hair off, all their juju goes. <laughs> a lot of people that have that issue. Yeah. Oh, the, the Samson theory of music. <laughs> it's just, whew. I'm telling you, though, like, if you heard, if you like anything you heard just now, go check out Black Pumas. Like I said, that's my favorite album this year. There are a lot of albums that could possibly be your favorite this year, and they are all good contenders. Very well uh, they're very deserving contenders this year. This year has actually been a really good year for just over the top good music. Like you mm-hmm. have to wait a couple of weeks, but when you get that one album this year, it it holds it down. I've walked a many miles in the last couple of months because there have just been some good projects released, and they have helped me get there every day when I'm out here just like <laughs> trying to get my back right. Yeah, so, man, because, like, the, shoot, just the best of for this year so far is long. Mm-hmm. Yep. It really is. And we're going to do it this really thing is. that uh, Ashley, I think teachers call it, like, a sandwich. It's where, what is it? It's, it's, it's like the sandwich method or whatever where they tell you something good and then they tell you something bad and they tell you something good. <laughs> so we just told you about a stellar project. Going to spend a couple of seconds on a project that's not so stellar. That Dreamville project that they kept talking about was about to be like the end all be all wow. greatness glass ceiling broken shadow. I was like, where is he going? I know, I didn't know where he was going at. So <laughs> I don't I have <laughs> I still have yet to hear it because I'm not like pressed to hear this shit. But um, you know, it's bad when like I think Brandon I told you, or maybe I told the whole chat, but um like I, one of my high school like people I, I'm cool with from high school. Like he sent me a Facebook messenger um, just because he listens to music. He listens to our podcast and, you know, um, he pretty much agrees with us with a lot of stuff. He's into like lately he's been listening to a lot of like Nigerian, like um, like hip hop and stuff. And he sent me some things that actually sound sounded really, really good. But he uh, like sent me a message about Dreamville. He's like, have you listened to it? I was like, no. And he was like, you know. He's like, I, you know, usually am, you know, neutral with J. Cole, but, you know, he was saying that he sounds very preachy and um, just was talking about how pretty much in a nutshell, how trash that album was. And I was laughing. I want y'all to listen to this. I want y'all to listen to this because they wrote this proudly. They wrote this proudly. And I'm, while I'm looking, can, can one of y'all go into the Facebook group and find the post I made about Dreamville where I put how many producers and features J. Cole has had over the last three oh, albums. Oh, I remember seeing that. Wait, hold on. In comparison to this shit. Comparison to Dreamville? Yes. I remember okay, that. So hold on. While you look for that, I'm going to read the editor's notes that are on iTunes, Apple Music, for this album. For Dreamville's 
Revenge of the Dreamers 3. These niggas gonna be dreaming forever. Dog, he had one song that had at least seven people on it. Dog, listen, Twan, Twan, listen to this, because I never read the notes for this. If meme culture has contributed anything to the legacy of J. Cole, it helped establish him as a sort of popular rap antihero. J. Cole went platinum with no features. Casual fans could be forgiven for thinking an indicator of Cole's friend of uh, friend circle, but his label, Dreamville's Revenge of the Dreamers compilation, goes to great lengths to prove the opposite. The recording session ch- sessions, which took place over a 10-day period in January 2019, reportedly hosted over 100 artists and producers, all of whom were summoned via personal invitation. The songs and contributors that made the album then are the best of a creative community formed at the behest of Mr. Nice Watch himself. Present, of course, is the home team of Dreamfield singer Ari Lennox, Queens Hell and Everyman rapper Boz, ATL bar specialist JID, songwriter, producer Omen, and Atlanta duo Earth Gang, among others, along with names that were at one time unlikely to appear on the same playlist as J. Cole, let alone a compilation album flying his label's banner. Each of the project's 17 songs overflows with features with notable contributions coming from young power players outside of the camp like Buddy, Young Nutty, Key, Maxo Dream, The Baby, and Ski Mask of the Slump God. First thing. First thing. This album should have had nobody else on it. <laughs> you got enough motherfuckers up there. You ain't like just one or two of y'all. It's like nine of y'all. DJ, did you find a tweet? Did you find a Facebook post? There's there? more than enough time to have. Just... I'm almost there. I had to go through your uh, <laughs> your X Men rant. <laughs> yeah, my X Men rant was long. <laughs> and then look, hey, DJ, you haven't heard it, but the first song. Oh my god, that sample is amazing. It, oh, it, oh! It's, I'm that, not surprised. Like that beat is so amazing. I enjoy J Cole on it, and then uh, the baby finishes it, and he's great. Like that first song, I play the first song a lot. That first song, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gotta disagree with goes. you, bro. I think the first song is mediocre. That sample is beautiful. I think this, I think the sample is, I think the sample is dope. I think they're mediocre on it. Like I actually listened to what they were saying. Like listen to their bars and shit, and I was like, none of them said anything that was stellar or made me go, "Oh shit, they for real doing this." Hey, I look, I would listen to the baby and anything, so that's just me though. It's not, it's not about if I would listen to them. It's about that they didn't say anything jaw dropping. They didn't say anything jaw dropping. You had three rappers on this song, and none of these verses stand out. Who's the middle dude? Was it, Lou? Uh, Lou. Lou. All right, yeah. Yeah, they recently signed him, like out of North Carolina. They just, they just picked him up. Around actually, I like, think they no, picked them up around the same time they picked up Earth Gang. The only songs that that I like were like you could, like, I mean, I already know about Earth Gang and JID and how far they, how far they go back. You can tell their chemistry mm-hmm. on, on songs together. Um, but there was one song that they had them on that was annoying as fuck. Oh, uh, 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 that they oh. had. I want to say it, it was, was uh, Wells Fargo, on it, and it was no, annoying. No, yeah, it's, I think it's Wells, it was Wells Fargo. Fargo. It's it's where I rob yeah. Wells Fargo. Yeah, and I rob Wells Fargo. No. I was like, Man, bro, what the just fuck? Just play that for her so she can hear. Like it was no, but but Swan, that's not even the first song you get to that's annoying. That's not even the first one. The first song you get to, in my opinion, that's annoying is Lambo Truck, and that's got reason on it. I enjoy Lambo Truck just because he's airing out everything. Nigga, I don't care who he airing out. Lambo Truck, the beat sounds terrible. Like, in the hook and stuff, it just, 
It's a mess. The game is a mess. No. No. Oh, with uh, now I don't know what the hell Chad's major was doing on this show. Are they trying to be outcast? Bruh, I don't know. No, this is a childish major. I don't know what he was doing. Like, if you can get through all of that and get the reason, cool, because reason gonna kill it. Like, again, reason has one of those projects that a lot of niggas slept on that you really need to go listen to. Reason's album that he released a little while ago was dope as fuck. Like, reason went in on that project. But, like, yeah, reason was dope. Lambo truck is meh on swivel. Now is it not swivel? It's oh, so swivel is fine. Like it doesn't, it doesn't like yeah. annoy I me mean, or anything. But it's it's I cool. Think, I still think down bad is the best song. Oh, down bad is easily the best song on that. But down yeah. bad is JID, Boz, and Earth Gang. All three yeah. of them kill it. J Cole comes in in the middle of Boz and Earth Gang. It doesn't do shit. He sounds mediocre as hell, trying to act like he's doing something. Earth Gang comes behind him and kills it. And then Young Nutty sounds fine on it. But like. Oh wow! On oh wow, J Cole fucking says radio. He he says active on the radio, nigga. I'm radioactive. I was like, I hate this nigga. Like I hate him. <laughs> he said, and then he follows it up with, "That was a bar. I had to give it to him." No, you didn't. We didn't need that bar, bro. We did not need you don't that have bar. To, you don't have to give us the bar that we all like. If if I can make the bar. I don't rap. I don't do we don't anything with rapping. But if I could come over there and think of this bar, did is is you? Who do this for a living should not put that up there. But no, this is so this is the beat for Under the Sun. This is the first track. And the sample is fire. God, it's so fire. <laughs> you miss me. Under the sun, nobody fucking with sun. I got a couple of sons, a couple of guns, a couple of niggas that bust up the party and fuck up the fun. She digging me and I'm cuffing a friend. She digging you and we fucking for fun. Beat is fire. Like it's it's so so this is what pisses me off about this song. Like the whoever opens it up, I don't know if that's Lou or the baby. Whoever opens it up has the energy that it needs. That's not J. Cole. That's the first one, J. Cole. Yeah. Okay, well, if it's J. Cole, then he actually has the energy it needs. So that's the first compliment I'd have gave this nigga in years. But then he doesn't say anything. Like, it, like you start listening to him, and you're like, he's not going anywhere with this verse. And then Luke comes on, and he comes in, and he's like, I'm hungry, I'm rapping, and he doesn't go anywhere. Baby comes on, and he's hungry, he's rapping, he's not going anywhere with it either. So none of them drop any bars that stand out over this fire fucking beat that I'm like, you should have been writing your heart out to this shit. Not to mention the fact... This is the opening song on an album titled, titled Revenge of the Dreamers 3, which is supposed to be a compilation for Dreamville artists. Why is not J.I.D., Earth Gang, Boz, Kaz, Omen, and everybody on this on this song? Why isn't everybody on this beat spitting oh, right Is now? Omen on this? He is on the album, but you like you wouldn't know. Like you because it, there's 50 other niggas on it. Like the song that Omen is on, Mez is on. 
And they're making yeah. it sound like Mez like, is gonna sign to this label too. Mez like, Dude, Mez is the opener they got, they on Twitter. They got a lot of, got a lot of mm-hmm. people from Carolina, but not necessarily people on Dreamville. No, I think Mez is gonna end up signing to Dreamville. He sound like he, he about to sign to him. Uh, what was the I, name of I, that song? Of the Mez under joint? The or the song the I just played, played? Under the Sun. Okay. So you got Under the Sun, right? And then the next song has J.I.D., Boz, J. Cole, and Earth Gang on it. Yeah, that's the that's down bad. Explain, somebody has to explain to me why Kaz is not on this opening song, Under the Sun. Why is he not on this song? Hey, like I said, there's a lot of people up there, and I and I fully understand that. That I mean, I've listed so many compilation albums, and you don't only have to have your people on it. You people bring other artists, they work with other people. That is fine. A lot of times, it's songs from other from other people's labels, stuff like that. But I still felt like he didn't highlight the artist that is supposed to be Dreamville. He highlighted he highlighted J I D. It sounded like J. Cole and Friends. It it does, but it? he he specifically highlighted certain artists or one artist because J I D is on everything. And on everything that J I D is on, he shine. But that's because he's J I D. Like you really can't outshine J I D. He's going to make a presence. Well like like J I D doesn't need to sh- like people J I D is known out I know. of that. Like, this has been a perfect thing to introduce people to Earth Gang. This has been a perfect thing to introduce people to, like, Omen and Kaz who are less known. You know what I mean? Like, Boz and, and J.I.D. got stuff out there. Hey, DJ, did you find the tweet? Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I went on Genius. And so you mean to tell me that whole big session thing that they he did in Atlanta, this was the outcome of this? Yes. Wow. Crit and all them was there, and this was that. Okay. Crit ain't on this project nowhere. T.I. is mm-hmm. on it, though. Can you, can you read that tweet, please? Yeah, so you said Dreamville and J. Cole album. 34 artists, 27 producers, 9 Dreamville artists. J. Cole's last three albums. One artist, maybe four uncredited artists, 23 plus producers, zero Dreamville <laughs> artists. And so, you said, "Yep, yeah, that's definitely family values, bruh. Like y'all got a really, y'all got a real leader over there, buddy. But it's true. It's like how your leader has not featured anybody on his projects, especially none of you nine niggas. And if he did, he didn't even credit <laughs> you when he did it. But then he goes and to prove us wrong, which shows you how much of a little kid J Cole is when it's time to actually think like an adult. He goes and they add." 27 other artists rappers specifically to this dreamville album which leads me to ask two questions the first one is the one that started off with twan how are your artists supposed to get shine if you literally have a song up here called costa rica where the first seven artists named it features none of them are yours Guadadad 4000, Reese LaFlair, Jace, Mez, Smoke Perk, Buddy. None of those are Dreamville artists. So you literally have a song up here. You literally have a song up here that does not have, that seems to not have Dreamville artists on it, even though you put Boz and, so Boz and J.I.D. are on here somewhere amongst nine of the niggas. You add 27 rappers or whatever to this project. So the first question is how your artist supposed to get any shine if they constantly are being drowned out by seven other artists on each song. And people already don't know who your artist is. So you haven't established their voices yet. Right? 
the next question is how the fuck are these niggas supposed to get paid? This is a compilation project. You put a hundred artists on here. Y'all did it over 10 days. Your artists don't have artists don't have albums out right now. Like Ari Lennox is one of the only ones that has an album out. JID put some shit out earlier this year, but the rest of these niggas is trying to eat too. Like Omen got a project coming. Ari Lennox was just talking about the, the company, the, the, the industry not pushing her. Like what she got to do to get radio play. She definitely ain't going to get it. If you making a compilation project and putting a hundred other niggas on it. Hey man, that car's on the junk saying like, nigga, how's it over there in TDE? Rich. It's <laughs> really rich, sir. Said that. Like, it's really fucking be, rich. How he going to be pitching himself to go to that's And then y'all recorded that and actually put it on this album. I mean, why not be real? Why not at this point? Like, why you not be real? Like, I'm looking at Mez, and Mez, like, he was like, me and Luke was talking about what what a dream it would be to sign into J. Cole years ago. And I'm looking at Mez, and I'm like, bruh, do not make the same mistake three times. You was over there, felt like doing something with Knife. That didn't go nowhere. You went all the way to L.A. and was writing for Dre. I hope you got checks, because other than that, that didn't go nowhere. Now you back in North Carolina, and you under fucking Dreamville doing stuff, and you on tour with J.I.D. Bruh, do not sign to this label. Do not sign to this label. Unless they're just like, bro, we're going to pay for your everything. Do not sign to this label, bro. Because they're not going to push your music, sir. You're, you you have to look at who's on your squad. You got Earth Gang's competition, J.I.D. And this is, this is just the business. This is just the business, bro. I'm not going nowhere where they got seven other niggas that's just as skilled as I am doing the same job. Ain't none of us getting a promotion, bro. The first time one of us asks for more money, they'll be like, but I got six other niggas just like you right here. Don't go over there with J.I.D. and Earth Gang and Boz and Kaz and Omen. Those are all skilled rappers. It is a skilled rappers pool over there, sir. Y'all are in the draft. Don't do it. Because you, you're not going to get the shine you need. Ari Lennox the only singer over there, and she can't get the shine she needs. I'm laughing that I'm looking at this track list and and you got all these compilations, but then J. Cole got his own song. Yes, sir. It don't do and then it. You man. got a song with uh, this don't even sound right. Ari Lennox, Omen, featuring Dreezy and Ty Dolla Sign. Really? I don't, I don't know what it, this album is it's mediocre too. Like there's some songs that I think like Sleep Deprived is cool, Self Love is okay. Um, you know, down, down bad, which I haven't played yet. I'm play before we roll out down bad is the best song on this project. Don't hit me right now. Works. And almost everything with Boz works, works enough. Like he was smart about what he was on, you mm-hmm. know, earth. When you get the, when you get to hear herb gang and JID together, they sound good. Mm-hmm. But some of this other stuff, it just fades into the fucking background. It's like, I don't remember how some of these songs sound like. I don't know what some of these songs sound like. They like they have the song "Sacrifices" with Earth Gang, J Cole, Smino, and Saba, and I can tell you, I don't remember what that song sounds like. Not, and I'm sure it's it should be dope, but at the, at this point in the album, I was done listening. Like, there's a song with Smino where I think he just does the hook, and that was the only thing I remember about the song was that Smino clearly was doing the hook. The rest of it is just there. You have all these talented rappers, but they're over. It's oversaturated, man. You can't tell who's who. Like for Twan to be like, where is Omen on this album? Like which song is he on? That's a legitimate question because there are so many dope rappers on this album. You would not be able to pull out Omen. And the thing with TDE was 
There's never a point in listening to TDE, Black Lip Bastard remixes or anything like that where you would be like, damn, I can't tell which one is Kendrick or I can't tell which one is Ob or I can't tell which one is School. I can't tell which one is J-Rock. Like, that never fucking happens. They because, have because they already established their names voices. and their sounds. Exactly. So instead of putting out a Dreamville compilation, you should have been putting out tapes for each one of these niggas this year. And then maybe hinted at doing a compilation. Like, Earth Game put out like three little EPs last year. But nobody pushed them. And and it was Robots, Royalty, and it was another one that I listened to all the way. And you would have thought it was nothing because you heard not a thing. But that's what they do. That's what we've been complaining about for the like, longest. These people are they have phenomenal stuff, and and they're not pushing anything. But let J Cole put out his mediocre shit. They all it's getting pushed. It's billboards. They're going he on TV. Like it's everywhere, and it shouldn't be like that because just like we looks like what y'all said. You got great artists on here. Like you know, I saw more push with Earth Gang. With fucking T.I. was, you know, at one point dealing with them than J. Cole is. That should be, that tells you a lot. So I saw Ari Lennox on, they were, it was a, um, I think it was an okay player. Somebody, a couple places put up their, you know, best of, uh, to, you know, best of 2019 to this point list. Mm-hmm. And she was up there. You know what I mean? Like, like she's on there, like so people are recognizing her, but then again, like she's not getting radio play, she's not performing, you know, on late night shows and stuff like that. And then I see people who, who have less listeners than her, on streaming services get more play. Tara Wack ain't put out an album since her fifteen minute album last year, and she got clothing in out Urban Outfitters now. Yep, I saw that. Like, whoever is behind her, whoever is her management team, whoever got, they love her. And they care about her. And they're trying to get her to do great things. I don't know what the, like, I've seen a picture of No Name and Tierra Whack together. I hope we get a song. That's all I'm hoping for. Like, you see, you look at these artists that ain't, and I, I absolutely think Tierra signed to a huge label, because there's just no way she could have got the production out of value out of those videos without having some money behind it. She needed money and she needed people. Um, mm-hmm. Her situation is different and it is working for her because she is working for her. But you look at No Name and No Name situation is working for her and she ain't signing no huge major. All of y'all signed to Dreamville. I don't understand. I don't understand what the, what the draw is at this point other than we associated with J. Cole. So I'm guessing we get benefits from being around J. Cole. But one of those benefits is not being able to survive on your own as an artist. Ari Lennox What's dropped that project benefit, and it's like one of the best projects this year, one of the best projects in the last couple of years, and not enough people have heard it for whatever reason. She should have been on a radio tour that whole week. She should have did like, like even when Kendrick drops new albums, you know what he still does? Radio tours. The whole week up to his album dropping, he'll do like 50 radio tours. Even as Kendrick Lamar, you would think at this point, Kendrick Lamar could just drop a project and not have to do that. He does it because he likes going and talking about that shit. People want to talk to him about his music. He wants to talk about his music and it's promotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Crick got a damn. His album come out Friday. Mm. Listening party tonight. And I mean, you know, even if it's, you know, a mediocre still, he doing like he has a listening album uh, party tonight here in Atlanta. And then 
I guess one of the songs is called um, Blue Flame Ballet. So he's literally doing like a show, like an after party show at Blue Flame. Mm. And it's already like you had to buy tickets and it's sold out. He he needs to talk about what happened to him. Like that that could be his that could be his resurgence story. He really needs to talk about what happened with him and the label. Mm-hmm. Cause it that because, that could catapult his album out there. That that would make so many rap fans like because I guess they apparently his story. the song he has out now with that horrible sample I hate mm-hmm. is supposed to be I guess an allude to you know him getting rid of the you know with Def Jam. Right, but we want to hear your actual story, bro. <laughs> like, actually Hopefully. talk about it in the interview, sir. Don't go on Joe Budden's podcast and talk about it either. Like, actually talk about it. Don't and don't go to the Breakfast Club and talk about it. Actually talk about this shit to a real radio, to to a real radio like DJ or whatever, real hip hop heads that ain't full of malarkey. Like, really talk to some niggas that actually care about your story and could get your word out there, like for real. So, nope, he's gonna be on Breakfast Club before the end of the week. I know. <laughs> he's probably gonna be over there tomorrow at six a.m. Just, just, just kikiing and ha haing with them niggas. And that's gonna that to me that's gonna be further proof that his album is not gonna be that dope. That just yeah, this is how I'm feeling. So all right, so that was Yeah, I am the king of the E, and get it bitch screwed like the DJ. Yeah, I am the sick where we play, we gotta chop where we play. Okay. Yeah, come through the city, we gonna chop your ass up, just like some sushi. Yeah. AK for the sound stick, go stupid. Yeah. Draw the money out on the wall. Okay, little dirty, nappy headed, East Atlanta nigga, father said it now was a force. 44 Hank and Chrome, wanna make it home, then get out the porch. Let a nigga cover faded for I had to fade a nigga at the faded for it. Tomato or tomato, either way, the boy the greatest played, I won't say it no more. I was just fucked up, I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the Crown, Board of Education versus Brown. I was Board of Education, left the town. Fuck a resume and fuck a tap and gown. Fuck a background, check background. When I get the check, nigga, that's now. I was just fucked up. I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown. Oh, shit. I was just fucked up. I was just down, down bad. I had to tighten the fuck up, but I'm here for the crown, crown, crown. I was fucked up. I was a down, down bad. Pick up the pad, pick up the slack, pick up the litter, don't litter no bag. My seat been picking up racks, wrap something clear to act you too, and I'm back in the booth, got them hacking the shackers, they lacking the juice, niggas dropping the ball. That was the quickie. Um, let's do bandana. Like, was it quick? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as long as that album, so let's do bandana. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been five years since Pinata. That's a long Has time. It? Yeah. Yep. It's been five wow. years since Pinata. Freddie Gibbs and Madlib finally linked back up. Supposedly, this you is going to be know, a trilogy. You know, Freddie had all the, the legal stuff. Yeah. Well, that happened last year, know. though. That that wasn't like over the last couple of years. Freddie got in trouble for that last year. Because remember, Freddie, the, the Freddie album came out last year. Freddie, Freddie released two albums last year, I thought. Yeah. Cause they had some stuff, and he had some. Cause when he, no, cause he went in 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 uh, fifteen sixteen. Went in fifteen sixteen. What? I mean, the fifteen sixteen. That's when the stuff happened. I didn't think Freddie was in last around year. the time. I thought it was last year around that time. Mm-mm. I thought mm, it was two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. It can't be both. It was. It lasted for two years. So it was overseas, maybe. 
I don't remember it lasting for two it years. Was a, I, no, I just say it was one of those years. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. it would have to be 17. It couldn't have been 15 because he wasn't in trouble during Pinata time. We would have talked about it. Pinata was 2014. Right, but we would have talked. We would have. Dog, it, it was yeah, recently. His, no, his it stuff happened. Too, it was 2015 when it happened. Really? The, the Nightmare Star for Gibbs, June, two, no, June 2016 when he was arrested. Okay. So he was in arrested France. in 2016. But and then the incident was stemming from they said the incident was stemming from 2015, so 2016 through um, to 2017 he was dealing with that stuff. Okay, so it ended mm-hmm. in 17. And, then, and he remember because he remember when he was locked up. He said he was writing to to, to the beats. Because mm-hmm. yeah, what he because he couldn't leave, right? Yeah, he he was still he was in France for a while. Yeah, they're talking about giving him um significant time but i think dna proved he didn't actually have intercourse with the woman so he got off i know he had talked about this in the interview i will say this freddie gibbs has some good interviews and some good ones for like bandana um freddie is definitely walking that line of of hotepsualism he he definitely be believing in some of that stuff and he talks about it on this album why they had to kill the dude with the robot r2d2 i was like okay bro it's kind of you yes that's a yada moment Let's, let's be, let's but that's back. still a whole ass nigga. Woo. Oh, oh, hell yeah! But um, I he, wouldn't make him upset. Oh hell no, nah. no, nah, absolutely not. Freddie about that life, and he talked shit through this whole project to let you know he about that life. But he did remember some when he interviews. was talking cash money to Jeezy? Oh he's my god, talking, ah. he's still talking cash money to Jeezy on this album. But like, yeah, he did, Jeezy ain't yeah. did shit. Well, like, actually, he not he not like, even he not even talking cash shit to Jeezy. So this is so this is why this is why sometimes you should go listen to the artist interviews during the week the album drop because they'll clarify some things. He has a line on this album where he says, "And Rocky brought Jeezy some new shoes. That nigga was dick sucking. I believe is what the line is, but I have it written down. Let me see. I think it was on was it on Crime Page? It's on Crime Page. He said, and Rocky done went and bought Jeezy a new pair of shoes. That nigga was dick sucking. So niggas, I didn't hear the Rocky part. I just heard brought that nigga Jeezy some shoes. That nigga was dick sucking. That's all I heard. But everybody else heard the Rocky part. And they assumed he was talking about ASAP Rocky. And ASAP Rocky is currently in trouble right now in Sweden in jail for beating somebody up. Mm-hmm. So this kind of just like came together at the same time. ASAP Rocky was already in the news, and then people heard Bandana, and it was like, "Yo, this nigga, this this nigga Freddie is talking shit about ASAP Rocky." So he went and did it. He did an interview. Freddie did, and he was he cleared it up. They was like, "Yo, so what's up with the line about like ASAP Rocky buying Jeezy shoes?" He's like, "No, I'm not talking about ASAP Rocky. I don't even know that nigga like that to be talking." About. The way he answered it was perfect. He was like, "I don't even know that nigga Rocky like that to be talking about him." And they were like, okay, so what's the deal? He says, so the line actually wasn't a diss to Jeezy. It was a diss to his boy, his homeboy from back in the day named Rocky. And he was saying when they first linked up with Jeezy, and I guess uh, he was, he this was before, I guess it was around the same period maybe that he referenced on Pinata when he wrote that Jeezy diss. He was saying that he had, he was torn or whatever, and he wasn't there. But, like, his boys was hanging around, and they were there with Jeezy, and Jeezy asked them niggas to go get him some shoes. So they went and spent, like, $250 on some shoes, and they came back with the shoes, and Jeezy was like, these shit's ugly, and he gave them to one of his homeboys. And then the next day, the dude who brought the shoes called Freddie and was like, yo, bro, can I get that 230 or whatever for them shoes, though? 
And Freddie was like, what are you talking about? And Freddie, so old boy told him what happened. And Freddie was like, yo, y'all niggas is wildin', dog. Like, like, what are you doing? So that's what he means with the line. He's basically saying his boy was dick sucking Jeezy going and getting this nigga some fucking shoes. And he he talks about it over the album as much as he does, as much as he did in his interview. Essentially, he had to purge the people around him because, you know, it, niggas just wasn't real. Niggas changed when he changed. Like when the money changed and when the situation changed, his niggas changed. And he couldn't trust these niggas. So when you hear lines about him, niggas wasn't around till they seen him on the TV or when he's talking about all these niggas is fucking, all these rappers is fucking the same hoes and stuff. Like he's, he's shitting on this culture that he just does not understand. He thinks it's lame what these niggas be doing. Like these basically is niggas is lame. Y'all think they cool cause they rappers, but these niggas is mad lame and their fans are mad lame and they do shit like buy these niggas sneakers that the niggas don't even like. That's funny. So I thought it was dope that he had that incorporated throughout the whole project. He's not afraid to say anything about his people's homeboys. The only nigga that that he was talking about, I can't remember what song it was, but there's a song up here where he talked about one of his boys getting shot. And that was like one of his best friends had got killed. And in recent, I don't know if it was recently or a while ago, but that was like the guy who kind of pushed him into the whole music thing because he was doing his drug shit. And his mm-hmm. boy pushed him into doing rap and he got, you know, they was close and he was, he was there with him for a while. And I guess he got murdered. And in one of the interviews, like he was crying. I think he was talking to, he might've been talking to genius mm-hmm. during this one. I don't, it might not have been genius. I know it was a setup similar to genius. He was like sitting in a chair, kind of just talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. And when he started talking about his homeboy and what happened to him, he actually started crying. It's like real niggas, real, real thugs cry tears too, dog. I mean, you know, that stuff never leaves you, so. Nah. I'm not surprised. Oh. But Bandana is. A lot of people are saying this is the best rap album this year. I I think it submits. um, Mad Lib is probably, if not top three, just beat makers of all time. Like this whole I, there's not a mad, right. there's not a mad lib produced project that I haven't liked like ever. Hey Tuan, he did this. Yeah. He produced every song on this on an iPad, right? Doug, I know. Okay, on a what? On an iPad. <laughs> Here's the kicker. It was an iPad Mini. Yeah, he's because he's he he usually he usually Mad usually uses the same setup. So he messed people up when he was telling people that he was using uh, a, a kind of a different setup. Like they even talk about Madlib. Like Madlib doesn't even really have like a, a phone and stuff. He does phone interviews. He uses like he uses his manager's his, he phone uses and his shit. Pa- his iPad. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said he uses iPad Mini as a phone. Yeah, like he doesn't talk. He doesn't really do all this stuff. He's literally just in his house with his all his vinyls, making music and shit. And, and the distractions. The, I love about Madlib is that his 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 to me his music is timeless. Mm. Like you can go listen to Mad Villainy, which came out early two thousands, and play those beats, and then play the beats off of Bandana, and they don't seem that far apart. It don't seem like mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm, I'm listening to something that's that's crazy old and anything like that. You know and your boy said he better I, than I wanna... Doom too, right? Huh? You know Freddie said he better than Doom, right? 
I did hear him say he's better than Doom. I don't know if I can agree with that. He said, I, <laughs> I agree. I agree he's better than Doom, but I'm not a huge Doom fan. So Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with it. But, yeah, but I like, can't close that, on that one. That, oh, God. Like, the more I thought about it after he said that, I love that he went in there thinking, because, like, because Mad Villainy is considered an underground hip-hop classic. So, mm-hmm. I, I, like, the thing that launched kind of Mad Lib out to everybody and everything like that. I mean, he's he's been out there before. He's done a bunch of stuff, but like that's the album. But I love that he came in there with that mentality, though. Like I'm trying to beat this. Did you? But you, like, if I argue with somebody about that, it would be a way closer argument than I think. You would have to. You have to listen to his interviews because his demeanor. You can't tell when he's being sarcastic and when he isn't. Like when he thinks something funny is and when he doesn't. Because his demeanor doesn't change. His face and shit stays exactly the same. His tone doesn't really shift. But, like, niggas be in there joking and he kind of, like, the goofy, the goofy Freddy that you hear on, like, Pinata being drunk and talking shit. I'm like, but does he have the stone face when he's drunk and talking shit and you can't tell he's drunk until he starts talking shit? Because he said in this interview, he said in one of these interviews that when they were all in the studio one time, he was recording, niggas started talking about Jay-Z, right? how Jay-Z is this dope-ass rapper and Jay-Z is the best this and he to go. And Freddie was like, Freddie was like, a, he sounded a bit bothered by this conversation. He was like, yo, like, get the fuck out of my session talking about another rapper. Like, the only <laughs> rapper that we're going to be talking about in here today is Freddie Gibbs. Like, you want to go talk about Jay-Z, go talk about that nigga in his rap session. Don't be in my rap session talking about that nigga. And it's, it's not, it wasn't joking. Like, I felt like he was serious when he was saying this. And I understand the mentality, but I'm also like, should you be bothered by something like that, though? But if he is, he's straightforward. He straight up was telling niggas. It wasn't like he was hiding it, right? It wasn't like he was just, you know, he was hiding his hands and, and holding back how he really felt. And that's why I like listening to Freddie Gibbs talking interviews. He says some shit and he's not apologetic about it. He's like, that's just how I feel. They was like, who would you listen to? I don't really listen to albums because niggas don't really make albums no more. I don't agree with that at all. But like when he says it, I understand where he's coming from from saying it. He he ain't really listening to niggas' whole albums like that. He ain't feeling that shit. Okay. That don't mean it's true, but it's his truth. And that makes his interview just as dope as it makes the interviews totally fit the same person that you hear on Bandana. Same shit talking, everything. It's right there in the lyrics. And I think that's why this album hit so many people so hard, especially real hip-hop heads. They ain't heard niggas going like this in a while. Like, just going off at the mouth and not caring who comfort them for what they said. But it also brings together two, like, desperate, two, like, sides of hip-hop. Because Gibbs has been around for a while, but Gibbs is always you know, he's always been street drug rap. And then you got kind of like avant-garde, you know, Mad Lib on this side. So people who were Gibbs fans and the people who were Mad Lib fans, when they made a thing together, these two people, these two sides met and it kind of, and it worked. And you were like, yo, like this nigga's drug raps over this cinematic, cinematic ass background is beautiful. <laughs> like, like he, this, this shit is, this shit is wonderful. So I, I think I love that because everybody, it was, it was two artists that you wouldn't have thought had got together, and when they got together, it just worked so perfectly that all you want to do, like, it's hard for me to listen to Freddie Gibbs without Mad Lib. 
I don't know about that because Freddie is fire. That whole, I love Freddie, but like it's fire. just a different thing over 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 those beats. It it's a little different for me when I hear Freddie and Madlib rap. Um, first off, I am really going back and forth in my head of which one of these albums is better, Pinata or Bandana, and I'm kind of leaning more towards Bandana right now. I've and I love Pinata, but Bandana is more co- cohesive than uh. I than, uh, I just like Pinata. the production better on. I like more of the production and more of the beat flipping on Bandana than Miata, and I like the samples better. But beyond that, listening to Bandana actually made me want to go listen to other rappers that Freddie Gibbs reminds me of. So I was like, I'm listening to this Dizza tape now, and I'm listening to, um, oh my God, what's my boy from uh, Domo Genesis? And I'm not listening to like any of Domo Genesis's shit that's available on Spotify, iTunes. I went back and got the Alchemist tape on Dat Piff and was listening. I was listening to his album, his Alchemist mixtape or whatever you want to call it on YouTube because that was the domo I wanted to hear. That was mm-hmm. the domo I felt like had the best beats with the best samples. And if I could get a domo and Mad Lib album, oh my God, finally. Cause I don't know. I like, it frustrates me to hear domo pick beats for his regular, his like, actual album projects it's just not the same stuff he shines on see i was the opposite i went back and started listening to pinata and mad villainy and uh mad lib until quali did a uh, the liberation tape they did like in 2006 i remember that and 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 j lib you know the champion sound and stuff like that like that's why i went back and listened to i mean we were still in the same vein you were looking for that sound yeah. i was just looking for rappers that would have fit better over lib beats it's like yeah you I took just, it from a production standpoint i took it from a rappers that could finesse a mad lib beat like freddie could yeah it, it made me uh just like it cemented my love uh for mad lib and even at one part like he um because, like, I remember people online were just, like, kind of geeking that they did it because he, like, Madeline made, like, a little trap beat. little silver-ass trap beat that he made. And I don't know if he was trying to say something with it because, like, right at, right as he's making this trap beat, you hear the record scratch and then it says, then the sample, it says, shut the fuck up. And then it just comes in with what Madlib does <laughs> all the time. So I don't know if he was trying to say something or him him just being, like, it reminded me of uh, Dylan when he did Donuts because like everybody was sampling soul and then Dilla was like, all right, I can do that, but I'm still going to do it in my own way. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to do it in, in the way that's uniquely me. And that's the vibe I got from it. So I mean, a producer I mean, being able to tell stories like that yeah, or make a statement that way is dope. And, you know, Freddie Gibbs making a statement and telling stories throughout bandana, I think was dope. Like him going from a more pin pinata was, not as street or drug related as bandana is. And I, I like, I appreciate that about the album and I'm not usually a nigga that's heavy into drug rap. Like I have to admit Pusha T was perfect along with killer Mike on the track. Like killer Mike doing that hook was perfect. Yeah. T with the verse was perfect. And Freddie gives following with was perfect. It just fit the whole the whole rest of the album. All of the skits worked on this. Like they flowed with that. Like he was telling a story. It really was like watching a black exploitation movie, listening to Bandana at certain points. Yeah, I mean, I I still think 
uh, out of both projects, Crime Pays is probably my favorite song. The sample for Crime yeah. Pays I've been listening to in the car, and it that Walt Bar Free Spirit sample yeah. is fire. I, I, I listen to that song all the time, and then it, like I love the I love the song with um the education song with uh uh with Bay and um and Black Dog. Cause yeah. that sounded that sounded straight like a kind of underground hip hop madlib type of thing. That something that I that I, that I love to see Gibbs on with it too. I tell you this, like, that fucking they, they bar for bar with each other. That fucking massage sheets, massage seats is a problem, dog. That shit. You rapping over that fucking assassin's beat or whatever that shit is. Yeah, man. It's like he loves like I mean and, and Matt has always said he said it's it's difficult for him to get pe it's difficult for some people to rap over his beats because they can be kind of so out there. So you got to have a you gotta have a rapper who can establish their own rhythm no matter what you know, no matter what the beat is doing that. Like, you know, like some rappers are reliant on the the, the beat and the production to give them the rhythm that they rap to where, you know, where like Gibbs and doom, they can just rap. Like you just, you can just, you don't have to put anything on. You can just say rap and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have this rhythm and it just fits with his beat. So you said like, it's just, a, it was just some, a, a marriage made for them that, to work with each other. What do you say? He said, Gibbs said, if I wrote my raps, you'd be a slave to my fucking page. I feel like I, it's hard to explain this to people. So guys that make music, not the bar, Guys that make music that we know or um, artists like on the up and up, just kind of doing music on their, like freestyling their own music or whatever, creating beats and stuff in their homes and, you know, maybe maybe trying to promote themselves and try to really establish some, some presence in the music game at some point. But right now, just on their starter shit, creating a SoundCloud page or whatever. It's hard for me to convey sometimes when I hear their music but my critiques like it's, it's hard for me to explain what I'm talking about. So I think like Freddie Gibbs is a perfect example of what I'm trying to convey to them. When they ask me how I feel about their raps, Freddie Gibbs raps like there was never, there were never lyrics written on a paper. Freddie Gibbs. And, and it's, and that's to me, that's different than freestyling, right? Like I feel like, it, I feel like there's, there are times where niggas get in a mode where they rap and they're clearly freestyling, right? So Little Wayne doesn't look like doesn't Little Wayne doesn't sound like he writes his lyrics down right, but Little Wayne does like sound like he's trying to he's he's trying to like rap a song in freestyle. Freddie Gibbs does not sound like to me he's trying to necessarily rap. Freddie Gibbs sound like he just talking his shit, and it's hard to convey that to rappers because his flow changes up depending on how he's saying what he's saying in, in a song. So let's say like Freddie Gibbs is talking about getting money. And at one point talking about getting money to put more emphasis on the actual action of the way they're getting money, the way he expresses it, his style matches that and his flow matches that. But as soon as he's not talking about that anymore in a song, you'll hear him change up his tempo or you'll hear him slow down or you'll hear him like finish his sentence and then move into the next thought or concept. And it's seamless. It literally just sounds like Freddie Gibbs is talking his shit over a beat. 
but it comes out as rap flow. And he's really fucking good at it. He never sounds like he's forcing anything. And he's never sounding like he's trying to impress you either. Like all of that shit just comes through in his delivery. And I'd be trying yeah. to explain that to dudes. I'd be like, bro, I can like I can tell you reading from the paper. Or I can tell that you memorized this verse in a particular way. And that's how you feel like you got to deliver it over this track. But because you're doing it that way, because you're so focused on counting your steps, it sounds stiff. It don't sound like you. It don't sound like you comfortable in this shit. And Freddie Gibbs, is, to me, that's one of the reasons that Freddie Gibbs is one of the best rappers out here. He just be doing this shit. Over some uh, really dope beats. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's an amazing album that doesn't have a bad track. Nah, like like it's one of those albums that people ask, "Well, do you skip sometimes?" I'd be like, "Just because nah. some tracks are just that good, <laughs> and I, I want to hear them, or I'm in a particular mood that day, and this song is gonna fit." You know what I mean? But it's like I could easily put that hit play and just listen I just like for me I know I remember when Fonte was like you don't even know I remember when he had rapped with little brother about not knowing the titles of their tracks like track two is hot and track three is dope or whatever that's me I don't be knowing the names of these songs because once I turn the album on my phone goes in my pocket and I'm listening to I'm I'm only listening to no skip albums. So I don't know the names of your tracks. I can quote bars from your shit. I can give you the hooks. I can be like, yo, the track where you be like, do do da 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 do do da do da da. That shit is fire. And the track where you said so and so and so and so is dope too. And the whole cohesiveness of the story that you was telling from beginning to end when you flipped from this beat to this beat and you was using this sample to do this and you switched this around and your verse was in this tempo, but then you switched it to this tempo. That stuff I be paying attention to. I don't give a fuck what the name of your song is. I would have to be staring at my phone walking while listening to your album to know what the names of your songs are. And that just like Freddie's album is just that good to me where I can, I'll be like the song with, with most deaf and black thought is dope. That Anderson Park uh, hook is fire. It, that Pusha T verse is dope. Killer Mike was perfect. Just doing the hook. Someone said on Twitter that that Pusha T verse was, a recycled verse. I mean, he always talk about else. drugs, so it might be. It might be. Yeah, I don't. No, I, don't, I, I mean, it has nothing to do with just drug talk. Like the words, the structure in general was. I don't know. No, to even know. That's what. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying that he's talking about drugs. So it clearly sounds like every other verse. No, I'm saying he's talked about drugs so much that he might actually be rapping the same exact verses, and not realize he's doing it. He like he probably thinks he's so or good at drug. I realize he's doing it and just. I mean, he could be too. But I forgot which one I just read. It. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm not up on unless it's an old clips album. I'm not up on you know single life Pusha T. But uh, yeah, that's I, mean, I I remember reading a couple of people on Twitter saying that. But you, you know they Pusha T fans. Because when you don't really be talking about yourself, why am I listening to your music? 
I can go watch The Sopranos myself. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs be telling his stories. That make that that over the him telling his stories over the production that Mad Libs gives him is perfect scoring material. It just works, man. And I don't know if y'all knew this, but Freddie also said that he's actually the one arranging his beats. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Mad Libs sent, so he gets all of, he, he was like, I get all of Mad Libs beats. But he gets a shitload of Mad Lib beats. And then he he starts rapping to him or writing to him or whatever. And he's the one that's actually like, pos- like saying where he wants to flip to another beat at in a song. Mm-hmm. So, because they asked him, do the beats come made like that with the beat flips in them? And he's like, nah, I do that. I'd be like, yeah, be like, t- I, like I can fully see that because like, if I send you like a beat tape, I might have the beat there and then it might flip, but it might not flip until two minutes in. It might flip at 30 seconds. You might be like, look, I want to stretch that part out because I want to wrap to that and then flip it. You know what I mean? So it's good to see that the two of them like just working that stuff out, to, you know, because every B flip hits at the right point. It flips when Freddie is ready to flip it. Like that's why yeah. I always ask if they sit, if they get sent to beats like that. Cause I'll, cause I'm always like this verse, it doesn't fit like the formulaic, the formulaic structure that verse, like it needs to be 16 bars. Like that doesn't fit. Freddie was just done telling that story and the beat flipped. Yeah. And that's, and that's the good thing about when you got a good, team working together because you you'll have that type of stuff where i'm not gonna now because this is the beat you gave me and this is the time frame that i'm going to fix that i'm going to fit my stuff in there you know what i mean like yep. we can move and morph this stuff around <laughs> he, we um, can you know it's, the beat is a template but we can make it fit to exactly what we wanted to do he's also i mean like freddie got bars freddie freddie got Bars that make you think. Freddie got fucked up bars. Freddie got really dark shit. Freddie has very revealing shit about himself and stuff he's done and stuff he's, you know, apologetic about or, you know, kind of just dealing with his own demons. And then Freddie has these hood nigga, grew up in the hood nigga ass, Gary Indiana ass bars, dog. And I love hearing them shits on every album. When that nigga said, and every day I fuck up a bulletproof glass chicken plate. I was like, nigga, he ain't lying though. If you get a chicken plate from a spot that's like in the hood with the bulletproof glass, that chicken good. Or with the bars on it. Yes, that chicken good as fuck. First thing I keep thinking about when I when you said that was Hall's chicken in Dallas, Texas. You like I will get shot over this grease. Hood is all fucks. Like you like we literally ate the chicken on the hood of his car, but that was the best chicken ever. But this the same nigga that on Pinata was talking about the chicken salt, the chicken with the bread stuck to the bottom. Like, oh, yeah. That's oh, how, that's the, yeah. Like, that was, I mean, and that's what Halls. Halls had the bread on the bottom with a, a jalapeno. That's hip hop. And then on top of it, that's here. where you put the fried chicken. Man, I, we was fucking that chicken up. We yo. still ain't been there, but that's hip hop fish and chicken out here, Deidre. Bread all laid, like loaf, white bread, loaf, cheapest white bread, bread right. laced on the bottom. <laughs> Soaking up all that season and that grease. Oh, so good. High blood pressure and cholesterol through the roof and you don't care. He said he won't eat right on this album. (laughs) 
Who is Idris? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I like, I, I just, I mean, if y'all had like, like your top three, because it's 15 tracks on this. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick your top three, like if so, if you was, if somebody was like, play me three songs from this album, that'll make me want to fuck with it. Because I don't really know if I like Freddie Gibbs yet. Oh, man. Hold up. Let me. I'm about to go back and listen. Um, <laughs> I would say. Oh, um, make it hard. One, to uh, flat Tommy T, because it still cracks me up. Joseph B. Mike and yeah. like goddamn, mm-hmm. like shit, <laughs> like that's how you gonna start. That's the first ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one came out light, one came out dark, but they spoke the same. Like it still works as a Michael Jackson reference. Like he talking about crack, Ew. but it still fucking works. <laughs> oh man, I would, you know what? I'd be all up in these bitches stomachs like what? I when I heard that. I was like, you know what? This is why. This is why. Oh, man. Okay, so it got to be crime, crime pace for me is is number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's hard. God, you made a great case for flat tummy teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so many, so many songs, but you made such a great thing for flat tummy teeth. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go uh, crime pace. Uh, 
hard. If we get going for somebody who just like I don't know if I like Gibbs, and I just want to, I don't know if I if what he sound like. Like you, but you got to give him him or her like all sides of Gibbs. You know what I mean? Like I know. I'm going through crime praise, flat tummy tea, and I'm and I'm 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 pulling between either massage seats or fake names. You know, massage seats, Paul Mollive or fake names. One of those. Mm-hmm. That Paul Mollive is a problem. Guys, one of those three. You know what? My three are going to be the first five, the second five, and the third five. This nigga's stupid. <laughs> That's going to be my three. That's my <laughs> nigga cheating. That's sir, my three. no. No, sir. Yeah. Nope. That's three what songs. it is. That's, That's uh, You no, said sir. pick three, and no. I did. No, you didn't. That's cheating. I did. That's disqualified. That's you you said pick three, I picked third. Disqualified, there you go. <laughs> disqualified slave. What's in the third? A three. There disqualified. we go. Disqualified. <laughs> Can't do that. It's cheating. Well, I'm a cheat, man. Because like, cause can we also talk about like he had literally they like the 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 shit with uh he literally did bandana and then last year he had the shit with uh with currency. Yeah, confetti. Mm-hmm. And and gosh, God, man, like that that dude has been dropping some gems in the last year, like classic, just mm-hmm. classic gems. Like now, I'm just like, you know what? There's so many, uh, there's so many producers out there now. I just want, like, I just want, I just want Freddie Gibbs to just work with people. <laughs> like I don't even know who I want him to work with anymore. But I mean, that's yeah. how I just love that. I like how creative he is because I mean, even that Freddie album. That Freddie album fire though, man. God, just the even the cover alone, like <laughs> that nigga pose just like him, and he looked like him too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, he literally gave you like, oh y'all, okay, I I could do trap, Freddie trap, about <laughs> <laughs> with Alchemist. And did some just some out there ethereal ass beats. I could do that too. And it came back with bandana. Y'all already know what I could do with this nigga. Like <laughs> I, I could do whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you need me to do, I can do. <laughs> Freddie's so good, man. Like he's coming into his, he's coming yeah. to his forearm, man. I hope people now still people don't don't appreciate him though. They really don't. Brandon, what's your three? Uh, he's mad because he was going to take mine. That's what it was. was no, nah, I'm not taking your cheating ass three. Let me see. I told I'm tra- you, man, because every song is good. What? No, here's, here's my thing. Like I say, because I don't know names. What's the joint where he'd be like, I'm a representer, East Coast? Like, which one is that one? Nigga, you gave us three Situations. Words. It's like, Situations. No, it's it's situation. Represent a street niggas. I'm a represent the East Gary. I'm a represent oh, uh, East Gary. Yeah. I'm a represent made it through the summer with no air conditioner. That yeah, one. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the chorus. Yeah. Yes. So I would probably I would be like situations. I would do fake names because is that the one with the skip before it? Which one uh, has the skip before yeah. where old boy is like if you came on Thursday you'd have got me too. Like yeah, I think that's yeah. so. I would so I got I got to give you. I think it's either fake names or or massage seats. I think it's fake names. Like I got I got to give you 
I gotta give you a skit. Hold up, let me. I'm gonna I'm I'm confirm that real quick. Because I think it's at the end of uh, Palmolive. But I'm not sure because Freddie be having so many damn skits, dog. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's 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 at the end of uh Pomalum. I know a guy in my neighborhood, he came home from work one day and caught yeah. his best friend in the hallway with his <laughs> wife. He had all day too. <laughs> he said he said he said, man, it could have been worse. What do you mean how it could have been worse? I'm about to get the electric chair. Well, there are two people dead. Two people dead. I'm about to get the electric chair. But it could have been worse. He said, baby, it could have been worse. Came on Thursday, he'd caught me too. And I'm like, so so does that mean he actually would have caught him fucking his wife or we would have caught his wife getting a train ran on her? Is that no, what that's what, look, 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 I had to say questions. Because <laughs> it sounded like, sound like to me he said he would have caught his wife. like he said you would have caught me also. Yeah, he, don't, he, he said you would have caught me too, which means that nigga me would have been well. there running the train right. on her with the other nigga. Would have been He would have walked in on the orgy that, and shot everybody. That, that nigga got greedy and came back for Thursday and Friday. That nigga said, right, that hashtag also. Came on Thursday, he'd have caught me too. So I'm going with, uh, I'm going with situations. I'm going with fake names with the skip before it. And I, I got to go with the one that everybody picked. I got to go with Crime Pays. Even though I feel like Massage Sheets, Massage Seats really shows how much of a badass Freddy is along with Flat Tummy T. Um, I'm just going, I'm going situations, fake names for the skit, and Crime Pays for the sample with Freddy over it. Mm-hmm. No, like, Flat Tummy T came out, like, what, like last year? Mm-hmm. And I was like, when is this album coming out? Like, when? <laughs> When, but but you got like he's got Anderson Pac on Giannis talking shit over a hook, dog. Like got Anderson sounding like he from the same hood. Oh, yeah, it's just, gosh, it's great, man. Madlib and and Freddie will do no wrong together. They just won't. Like and I, I love Madlib because just like there's so many random. Like I always think about like how many, how many records have you listened to, nigga? Like to just, just find all these random gems bruh, that are recorded. You know what I mean? Like and, I, I, and like he's one of the few producers that I could also go back and listen to like their beat tapes. Oh yeah, and stuff. Because um, <laughs> he has um, what is it? Beat conductor in uh, India. We did. I think it was beat beat conductor like three and four. It was mm-hmm. like voyage to end of this something, and it was just all like Indian sounds. <laughs> like, and when he was making, uh, I think was it was it Mad Villain? It might have been some other jump, but they were. I remember he was in Brazil for a while, and he was just using all the music he found down there to make to, to make whatever random. Because he like he even told like his dude, uh, the dude that's like Stone's Throw. He's like, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm kind of bored with hip hop right now. Then he just started making these all kinds of other stuff. Niggas step out of what they usually hear. I I just like I want to know if if Pac showed up to the studio with his verse written this way, because this nigga does the whole singing hook, you know, ends it with that "Wash me clean today" shit, and then that third verse where he's like "Cane all in the blood, shot to the brain, snow on the bluff, calls for a truce, but truce came with snubs. Bodies hit the pavement, money came for months." Like I was like, "Bro, whose verse is this? Is this his verse?" <laughs> like after that, I wasn't done. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I wasn't done. 
Hey, Kane paid the bills, penthouse the sweet sugar on the hill. Some no, will like, get it free, but most will get killed. I'm just doing me and me. I'm doing still. I wasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, who wrote this verse? Mr. Anderson Paul. No, Anderson is a beast. He's having he a, said, he's having he a good says he, Y'all gonna get this multi-talented. I just love that this, this nigga says. Facet. I just love that this nigga included Snow on the Bluff in the verse. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't seen Snow in the Bluff, y'all should go watch. It's just, it's so bad. Snow oh gosh. Bluff. Oh, you can just, if y'all in Atlanta, just drive down to the Bluff. Yeah, you can do that too. Right Snow- around the corner from the stadium. Snow in the Bluff got a sequel too, I think. Like, wow. Yeah, it's got another one. Wow. So yeah, Freddie Gibbs' bandana is, it's flawless, man. It is, it's got high Metacritic ratings. It's pretty much gotten praise across the board. It is is going to arguably be the one of the best rap albums this year when it's all said and done. I'm not sure who else is dropping, but I think this is going to end up being like the 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 Nipsey album for me this year. This is going to be my victory lap for 2019. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't get Grammy, like they were talking to him about Grammy nominations, but he's like, "What the fuck is a Grammy?" <laughs> he's like, "That I don't know what it's supposed to do for me." Because Pinata was, they said Pinata was on like the list of things to be put up that year, but it didn't get, it it didn't get the final nominations. And they're like, well, maybe this year bandana will, but I'm like, what else, what, what albums are you going to put up better than bandana right now? We're in July. And I cannot tell you another rap album outside of like Igor and Igor is so many different things. It's not just a rap album. So I can't, I can't put up another one that is as good as bandana from just a rap album standpoint. But we'll see. Still got another mm-hmm. six months to go. So. And before we get to Black Keys, I just want to make mention. I don't know. I think I think Twan heard. I don't know. But Jaden's album, that sire backwards. I'm oh, not, that's my not a word. gosh. Jaden went off. Like, Jaden's beat selection was top tier if you was going to go trap. It was. I was, you know, because, like, when y'all talked about it initially, I was like what nah and then i heard it and i was like oh you know what did it for me you know it you know it got me that again song i was i was listening to something and i you know i know what happened i was editing a podcast episode and i went to go play the episode and i had um itunes i had apple music open and instead of clicking on the episode i accidentally clicked on Jaden's again and it started playing and I I wasn't listening at first. Like I was waiting for the podcast to start. And I was like, the fuck is And then I finally started listening. I was like, the fuck is this? Oh, this kind of it's kind of dope though. What is this? Who is this? And then Jaden started rapping. I was like, this is Jaden? Wait, is this on that Sire album? Because I didn't really like that album, but I don't remember this song either. Maybe I just didn't hear this song. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it was Sire backwards, ears or whatever, I guess. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go give this a listen. And I like how he, like, the first four songs are actually, like, one song. Mm-hmm. And yep. then they end, and you get that beat that was made from Barber Clippers buzzing. And I was like, bruh, what, who made this beat? Because uh, he did that a lot in the, because uh, the, the Sire album was like that, where just... You know, every track was like a letter. I remember looking like, what am I listening to? What is cute? What the mm-hmm. fuck is this? 
Uh, but I feel amazed because I like I've I've known so much that that nigga has been doing just like in music, in philanthropy and stuff like that. This nigga just turned twenty one. Bro, he was giving vegan food away to the homeless this weekend or this week or whatever. Yeah, I mean he has a whole he has his own water. Right. Yeah, he's I mean, and then he had yeah, a filtration trucks that go out to Flint to yeah. <laughs> clean water, like. But bro, yes. like and they do just turn. I think I think it was twenty one earlier this week. Also, man, can we get a Willow album? Like, I'm t- I'm telling y'all, like Willow just needs the right team. Willow needs one good team around her, and she's going to make a stellar fucking album. Just, just get her the right team. She ready. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like she's ready. She's ready. Like the last joint she did, where I was like, I can see where she's going. I kind of like it. She ready right now. Everything she does on Jaden's album screams i'm ready i mean that's the same thing with uh with uh sire like sire felt the same way like it was like it was close like you saw you saw the promise and what he was going to do and then you also saw some of the missteps Mm -hmm. and this one seems more complete of an out there and it's still it's still out there I, I think it's out there, but I, I like the people that he works with. I think they all fit well on the album. I like the way the album flows. And again, like if y'all haven't heard again, dog, like it's it's just it's just dope. Wait, I jump, wait, I'm back on this again From the back to the front, cut from vision, head and list Toss fresh, so the cut, double out with the kicks When they say I fucking did it, but I don't know what I did Star Wars with the click, I'm hustling on with the rips Kobe with the packs, how they hit it, no assist Take it back to him, maybe let it call us Icon living, never seen it in the flesh Look, tell them boys I'm cool for their head talk They talk a lot, just waiting till my set drop I truly cannot wait to hear your next flap Be careful, nigga, this is not your Xbox Ooh, keep your trust up This is just my desktop, foes of the Tesla I'm like, if you're gonna incorporate the sound that rappers are doing right now And you're gonna, like, try to do it yourself Do your own trap shit, do the auto-tune of the voice He's, he's fitting it Like, he's making all of that shit work how could you not like that? I just I don't, and it comes on in the car. If you got speakers, if you don't, if you got speakers in the whip and that comes on, it's pretty much a wrap. And then they, he does this mess, and it's just like it was a wrap. After this, I was like, I gotta listen to this whole album now. <laughs> Time to get it. We don't fire place, 
lot of big flames. When I showed us where the club was going sideways, man, they try to hate. I can't reciprocate. They think they right, I'm going left until they get it straight. I gotta switch up on the game, I gotta innovate. I gotta get that extra QR on my dinner plate. Switch the program, it ain't working with that interface. Man, they thought they was the hottest till the winner came. Bro, what the fuck? Mm. I feel like niggas was playing with. I feel like whoever produced this was in the barbershop getting a cut, and niggas was playing with their clippers. And he was like, "Yo, it'd be great if you made a beat of that." And then he was like, "I could, I can though, actually." He thought I was the hottest till the winter came. <sighs> <laughs> but we always knew Jaden could rap, right? The thing was like, what can, can he? Can he? Can he? Oh, can his rap overshadow the fact that he's Jaden Smith? Like. Can we listen to him rapping and not go, oh, it's just Jane Smith. Like, that's the only reason we listen to this. Or we can we listen to Jane Smith rapping and go, nah, Jane got some, Jane got some bars though, bro. Like, that nigga be spitting for real. And it works. Like, on this album, I don't hear Jane Smith rapping. I just hear another nigga rap. I hear a, a dude who's rapping over some dope-ass beats mm-hmm. that can actually rap and cares about the, the, the type of rap, the subgenre of rap that he's decided to attack on this album. And there are times where he's not rapping. There are times where he incorporates like rock into it. And he gets like, it's like angry. It's like just angry music. And he gets into mm-hmm. that and you can hear like, like NERD influences and stuff. It's a fire album. It's a dope little project. It's, you know, and I say little, this shit got like 21 tracks on it. If you add the bonus shits, <laughs> but it's good. And also he's got it's like, really he got Trinidad James on it. I always like hearing and seeing Trinidad on some shit. I mean, you know, Trinidad is living his best life. Why not? And before we go, like, this will be the shortest review. Black Keys. Let's rock. Um, It's a Black Keys album. I, I just... You are not like... It's kind of hard. You know what to expect. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've listened, and I'm sure just like both of you guys have listened to all of the, their albums, and it's pretty much the same. <laughs> like you're gonna get, you're gonna get, you know, uh, stellar, you know, production. You're gonna get them singing their asses off, like that bluesy rock feel. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get instrumentation, like it's a Black Keys album. Like you would. Like you don't, you wouldn't even have to tell me like, oh, this is a new Black Keys album. Like you could just literally play the first song, and I'd be like, oh, this Black Keys got a song. Like you already know when you hear it. Oh, that's Black Keys. It's it's interesting because a lot of people have said this isn't like the like the oh Black Keys is it's not very experimental Black Keys. So I guess like it doesn't have like a it doesn't have like a uh, like a what's the song Black Submarine. Or whatever, it doesn't have like a track like that, right? And it doesn't. Oh, like, like, like what's the song? The album, Thick Freak, Thick Freakness, or whatever. It, it, yeah, it doesn't it's a really bit more like soulish. Yeah, it doesn't really have like. They, it sounds like they're experimenting with an old school, an older genre, and giving it like a fresher sound or a tone. Here, it really does sound like if Black Keys were gonna make a popish album, doing mm-hmm. what they already do with alternative blues kind of soul shit this is it and it starts off with like shine a little light and eagle birds and they're you know they're pretty much oh black keys is just kind of jamming like if you were going to go to a show like this everybody's going to know all the words of these songs because 
they're catchy, uh, it's groovy, whatever. I feel like the album doesn't really remind you that it's a Black Keys album until Tell Me Lies. When Tell Me Lies comes on, I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is absolutely some shit that only the Black Keys can do. And this whole arrangement of this song is perfect for like going up the board, the billboard chops if they were ever to push it. And then following that, you get every little thing, which continues that flow. But, you know, about it, when you get to get yourself together, that's the quintessential Black Key songs that gets released and turned into a video. And you hear it in every commercial for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, it just because even the this, this single, like the low high, I mean, I heard I said, oh, this is Black Keys. Like, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it was just, it was good. Like I have, I have not heard like a bad black key song. Nah. With all of their stuff. And it's not like, I don't like, I don't feel like I don't, I don't, I feel comfortable listening to this black keys album. Sometimes when I listen to other black keys albums, I feel like because I'm not well versed in this genre that I'm missing out on a lot. And with this black keys album, I feel like I pretty much got it. Cause I feel like, they didn't go overboard with it or go heavy handed with it in a way where mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be getting something deeper from it. I'm basically supposed to get what's right there in front of my ears. Yeah. Like if I would like kind of like if you needed a compilation of black key sounds, it would be this like a, a, a user friendly black keys. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's, this is cool. I mean, it's quintessential them. Like, they didn't, yeah, they didn't uh, go too far, but then they also weren't, like, bland. Like, I I still re-listen to this stuff, you know, like, the songs. And it's not a long album, either. Their albums are normally not that long, anyway. Um, it's, you know, you can roll through them. So, I mean, it's a good project. Did Twan listen to this one? Yeah, listen to it. It's one of those things where um when it's when it's a genre I don't listen to a lot, it's hard for me to critique a lot. Cause like me, I just listen back keys because I I like them. And mm-hmm. there's 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 songs that I like, there's songs that, that I that I that I don't like. There's songs that you know where but like technically you can like you can't say like that black keys it's bad. Like you said, they never made a bad song. You might not like it. It might not fit your taste, but musically the dude, the two, these two dudes are, are amazing. And I enjoyed the album. I will agree. It did sound a little more like what Brandon said. Like, I don't even know if it's the right word to say like more popish. When I say pop, I don't mean like, like, yeah, like you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, easier to, yeah, it, received, it, it was, which is essentially what Deidre was saying too. It's, it's yeah, just... compilation. It, it's yeah, it's not just deep. Like some, like some black keys have. have it's, it's like a deep listening curve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you gotta like. I could put some more. I remember people were like, "Oh, go listen to this and listen to this." And I'm like, "Oh, I got that." You got to kind of almost know what you're listening to. <laughs> but this, you can just put it on and play. I mean, the title fits. Let's rock. That's what yeah. it sounds like. If Black Keys were yeah. gonna make a Let's Rock album, let's just rock out. And they even said there wasn't a whole lot of overthinking or whatnot with this album. 
they and they did all of this stuff themselves. They didn't go out of their way to go get other people to help. It was just them two, and they just did it. It's a nice little summer album though, because I can see oh, it's myself perfect for like, the summer. Oh, this is Festival City, honey. Yeah, like, I can I can see myself like literally sitting outside on the grill mm-hmm. and just playing this and being and being fine and happy. And that's what I want sometimes. Like. I feel like that I feel like the art of being able to just release a project that's captivating enough to be enjoyable and you don't have to overthink when putting it on. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you can really just throw this on at any function this summer and it can be good background music and maybe it'll come to the foreground and everybody will be singing it or maybe it doesn't, but it definitely could help set the mood for whatever. If you're grilling, it'll help set the mood for that. If you just sunbathing, it'll help set the mood for that. And I, Hell, I, like I can that. hear these things in Urban Outfitters. Like it just—I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say pop. It's just—it just—it's a good compilation. Like it, it, like you said, it fits everywhere, you know. And you don't need to have like these over thought out songs, or you know, like with all this instrumentation and stuff like that, like. Some people just want to make an easy breezy album or just like a jam out session. And, you know, this is pretty much what you get for this one. But yeah, I I wouldn't say um, that it's, I would definitely not say it's a bad album at all. I'm, I'm waiting to hear, hear it on every, Yeah, I'm waiting to hear it on every commercial though. Because Black Keys will put stuff in the commercial. And I think I've heard Lil High on a commercial already too. Probably because like they'll play stuff, and you'll be like, "Hmm." I've, I've gone back and listen. I'll be like, "Why do I already know this song and all the words?" <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be like it builds a random album. Yeah, I want to say I've heard like Lil High definitely has been on a commercial already. I just, but... I'm just glad we got a Black Keys album. And I'm glad we got I, it before I, I go to San Diego. Coming, I didn't know it was coming out with an album. Oh, I was waiting so. for this. While everybody's waiting for that crit in that Dreamville album, I was waiting for the <laughs> Black Keys album. <laughs> I was like, that Black Keys album is coming, though, because they already released a single. Because I remember, so De- Deidre, you Chris emailed it to week. us. And I was like, this ain't the album. It ain't out yet. Why you sitting me I this? know. I got so excited. I said, ooh. I said, uh, then he was like, no, it's not. I said, oh. How sad. <laughs> I said, but this this just means we're close. So yeah. <laughs> this month, um, what we have left before we get out of here, we have Crit's album Friday, and we might possibly get Chance's album Friday as well, because he's supposed to be dropping his album this month. Mm. I am not looking forward to Chance's album. I'm just being straight I'm up not, about this. I'm not excited. Not like I'm not. All. I mean, honestly, I'm not really excited for Crit either, because I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get. Chances, chances, some of his statements and it was something that, oh, the commercial. He has a commercial out right now that plays all the fucking time. He has two commercials because the first one came out during the Super Bowl. They're bad. They're both bad. Commercial. Oh, they're horrible. They're, they're both horrible. bad. And oh, they're horrible. to me, that's not a good sign for God his album horrible. that's about to come out. Like he released for, for those who don't know, didn't know. He released vinyl copies for all of his projects. So Acid Rap, um, 10 Day, 
Chance. Can they rap? I mean, three, and he also did pre-orders for this new album. I spent over $100 at Chance's site buying them other ones on vinyl. I am not pre-ordering that vinyl, that other one, though. I don't, uh-uh. I need to hear that, because I, I don't trust it. Man, I did. I have not bought a vinyl in a while. I had to have acid rap on vinyl. Had to. Had to. Fucking had to. I still gotta get it. I still gotta get a new turntable. Yeah, boy, so. you go make that happen. Stop playing around. <laughs> Stop playing around, sir. <laughs> it was something else yeah, I felt like I'm, I needed I'm to. I'm not tell. impressed. Yeah, I don't know. It was something else I wanted to tell y'all because we were doing the podcast tonight. I don't remember what it was. Um, I saw Lion King. I think the embargo's up tomorrow, so when y'all hear this, um, Lion King is everything you remember about the Lion King. Aww. So you'll love it. And also, Disney is just really just rubbing their dicks in people's faces at this point because the they made... <laughs> they. I swear some of this is, like, not CGI. Like, they went out and they, like, they took stock footage from like national geographic and put it in this movie there there are so many points about the lion king where i was like all i need to see is that the lion has nuts and if the lion has nuts then i know it's not disney made because disney animals can't have nuts and i can confirm for you all no lion in this film has a pair of balls no yeah (laughs) so when you see it when you yeah, see how real, when you see how real oh, these sir. fucking animals look, and how they act, no, I look, look, I kind of agree with you because I've seen like just look at the previews and they, and they see they do some of the wide shots. I'd be like, man, hold up, I swear I saw that on planet Earth. So I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you what gets you, bro. First, first, same, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you what gets you. Wait till you see how Pumbaa walks. You will be crying. Like laughing and also blown at how much detail Disney put. I can't imagine how many National Geographic and Animal Planet videos that the the creators of Lion King watched. That shit is accurate as fuck. Like every time Timon pops up, he looks like a meerkat. Every time. This shit, it just is is good. So it's it's interesting. Disney is. Disney is literally stepping on their own toes to make more money. Collecting coins. Disney was like, we just we just helped Sony with Spider-Man, but since that's not actually ours, we're going to go ahead and drop Lion King in the middle of this month. Because that is ours. Wow. And we did some reviews over at MTR Network. We did review... Well, we did reviews for The Last Black Man in San Francisco... We did reviews for another musical-ish film called Wild Rose about this white woman that can sing, and the white woman in it that's actually singing is Jessie Butley, Buckley, and she can sing her fucking ass off. That that's a singing ass white woman right there. I'm I'm so upset that Last Black Man is not playing anywhere <sighs> near me. I'm gonna see it tomorrow. Anywhere I've searched, looked. I'm telling you, if you go and listen to the score, Twan, on Apple, you'll be so mad when you hear the music. I don't like, want this to. I'm not listening to nothing, man. I'm watching the movie, man. <laughs> I wonder what type of visuals they use for this beautiful ass. No, I'm not. I'm, you, no, you will not see me listen to anything <laughs> on this movie <laughs> until I see it. It is it's such a good movie. Oh, I just want to make a quick little rant. Um, 
So I don't know if you saw the news or if they even brought it up at the any of y'all guys' news station, but um, or, well, I won't say early this morning, yesterday, because this happened uh, Wednesday morning. Um, a armor truck that had money opened up on the highway here. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Well, so of course this shit happened in between my fucking exit. So it was Damn. westbound 285 um, and it was in between, it was near Ashford Dunwoody um, exit, which is exit 29 and I'm exit 30. Um, but it was going the opposite way. So um, from mm. where I was going to work and of course, so this happened like at 638 or probably a little bit earlier. I'm saying I'm a guess 630-ish. Um this morning, well, Wednesday morning, I was already about five minutes away from work. Nigga. But an armor truck, I guess they didn't secure the door. Uh, open. They didn't secure the bag. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> didn't secure the bag for The door opened and money just flew out. So Dude. if you Google this, you will see people that pulled onto the side of the road and literally scooping money up. Of course. And no, I, I would. As you should, right? Exactly. As you should. The, uh, the, the, the newscaster that was driving by as these people are scooping the money up, it's so much money that when he's driving by, it's blowing more money up in the air. Dude, I would have been so late to work that Who going day. to work? Lit. I'm calling you like, sick. Late. So I'm still burning up because I'm like, nigga. I'm calling, like, it, I'm calling it sick so, as fuck. People you know how been much money bad, they're dude. estimating? They said they're estimating $175,000. Nigga. Mm-hmm. Came out. Oh. That's Ooh. tax retirement. And the police, because that mm. um in that little jurisdiction that's still done with. So they're trying to say that uh well one, you know, homeboy, because he was he just kept driving. I don't know how far he drove. So oh, he, he didn't like, know. His door he know. <laughs> that's he a rat, bro. Like you ain't got no job. job. Oh my, yeah, yeah, that job go. Like he you know, you look at the river, like you look at your like he ain't had no river, but you look at your side view mirror and you start seeing things back there, you're like, what the fuck? Hold up. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, that's that's a wrap. You ain't got no job, but you. But uh, so the police is, are are trying to say, well, um, you know, if you picked up nope. any money, you need to give it back, nope. and that they're working with the the um, the news and and nope. other sources, which is all, all a bold faced lie, to see if they could catch um, license plates from you know the video footage of people. Um, but they're they're uh, highly pressuring people that if you uh, picked up that money or any money from um, the spill to return it. Nope. And some dumb black nigga gave his money back to the police. Nope. You know how much money he collected? How much? Two thousand dollars. That nigga got two strikes. Nigga. Do you know I would have look? I would I would have laundered that money. I'd have went and bought something. <laughs> did returned it. You first like, of all, ain't nobody laundering two thousand dollars. That's just free gas. No, for I'm a just couple saying. Of I'm just saying. Like 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 you. I'm not coming back. Like you got to be like. No, you got to come find me. 
Like, you gotta, girl, you gotta come find me. You gotta come find me. Like, we, know, find me. we know serial numbers. You gotta come find me, dog. Like, also, and, not, and it's not Mark me. money anyway. And it's not no. Mark. No, money. you gotta come find okay. me, dog. And, and, but, like, but even but even if it's Mark, like what? I ain't going to my bank. I'm gonna buy something. Something. Bro, like, you know I'm what I mean? Like to the gas station. Gas is cheaper when you pay in cash now anyway. So yep. I'm buying all my gas with cash. Duh, yeah, all man. of it. Two, two G's. Me and my girl, we're going out to eat. This nice uh, restaurant. Oh, my my uh, co-worker was like, girl, I, I, she said, if I got that money, she said, we all going to Juicy Crab. Ain't no way to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? was like, you going to give $2,000 oh, $2,000 was his name? Hey, was his name huh? Florida? Was his that name Florida Evans? Warrant. Was his name That's Florida Evans? You said what happened? Was his name Florida Evans? No. <laughs> was his husband's that, name that. James? That nigga got a warrant. That's what that is. I'm telling you, he got two strikes. He posed with the police and everything. I oh, was yeah. like, he had two strikes. I yeah, hope they his strikes away. <laughs> no way in the world. If, even if they were like, we saw you picking up money. That black dude, I dry, you I saw a lot of money. people. <laughs> you saw a lot of people. And you, you know what I'm saying? You got to give your money back. You don't know how much money I picked up. I, I'll right. give you a dollar. Look, 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 look. Here, here's five. That's what I picked up. That's what I picked up. <laughs> I picked up a hundred dollars. But I, what I would do is, I, if I picked up five thousand, I go to the bank. They'd be like, "We saw you pick up a bundle of money." I'd be like, "That's right." Once. I picked up a bunch of hundreds, a hundred ones. That's what I did. <laughs> Here you go, stripper money. That's all I was gonna use it for anyway. I was throwing at a stripper. So I just throw it yeah. at you, make it rain. Here you go. Yeah, like I owe that. Like we, I, like I've had this conversation with my girl a lot. And then we always say if we if we find like a stack of money, like, you know, you know these people be finding money like in like a brown paper bag or something like that. Then I'm thinking that drug money or something like that. I might leave that alone. Why? But like armor truck money and it's just flying through the air. Bro, drug money clean as fuck. <laughs> that's, that's like being that's like being in the uh, money machine. That's right. Like, that's Twan, your drug money is clean. That you didn't properly you much. didn't properly secure the door or whatever else mechanism yeah, so it I doesn't fly out. Not my break problem. It. I didn't no break the truck open. Right. You know what I mean? Steal- I mean, technically. I didn't blow that stealing. up. Like, It is not stealing. This is an error on you. I was driving down me. the road and money was flying through the air. Bro, I you threw the money was, away. I thought I was dreaming. If anybody should be in trouble, like, it should be you. This could not have been real. <laughs> you should be in trouble for littering, sir. I was trying to clean up the earth when I was picking that money up. Because <laughs> I like to keep the streets clean. You are a literal. <laughs> that is a hundred dollars fine. If you come out here for five minutes, you could pay your fine by picking up the trash. That's right. Look, niggas out there be like, what were you doing? I was doing my community service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Servicing myself Wait, with the community. Out here on these streets. Cleaning the shit, y'all. Like, I don't it's know what the problem is. Channel. Now, see, you nah, got man, good news. You got a good news. That's a hundred dollars. You got to shut that up as a loss. Ain't that's no way. No. What's a hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to a fire? <laughs> so that's a loss though they alright they cool but they spent all this money already... trying to find out who took it though right okay right I... ain't nobody put no money in that but it looked like like that's and that's a good story like you reminded me I, I, I gotta I gotta I gotta get this one real quick I gotta get at this one I real quick I just put the video in the chat if y'all wanna see this money oh no flying up bruh this <laughs> shit gonna look like this shit gonna Look like one of them machines where they stick people in. It look like a Powerball machine. But this is black lady. I love it. This is black lady on there. You 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 know she was going to work. She got on her little dress 
and her and her heels on. She's scooping that money. <laughs> she was late today. They're like, what were you late for? I would, I I'm would sorry. be late, and I'd be like, what? Why were you late? Picking up money. I had to pick some money up. <laughs> I'm not telling the lie. I had to pick some money up. No, I am not giving no. any. These old dusties, I'm not giving them nothing. Pulling back. over on the side of the road, car might still be running. <laughs> Bruh, how long is this ad though that they making like, me watch? You know I don't want fifty dollar additional rooms. Like you know what I mean? Look, look, that's when you start teaming up with niggas. Like nigga, you get the left, I get the right. We split this. Flowing <laughs> yeah. as money literally let's, rained down on a busy together. interstate near Atlanta, and Action News viewer was the one who sent Bruh, us this video. So much money. This happened right to be now. in Georgia, showing people stopped in the middle of the road, scrambling oh, to get their hands on the dough. This happened last night on I-285. Witnesses say the door of an armored truck came open, spilling the cash onto the highway. Look, it's it unclear how much cash flew out, but it is said to be substantial. No one crashed while going for the cash. Look, this is all you got to do. You just pick the money with your face away from the camera, bro. Update your floors with him. Just don't look at the camera. Um, I had to ask y'all, did y'all hear the story about the baby that got dropped from the cruise ship? Oh Nigga. my gosh. Nigga. Yes, Burns yes. my blood. Yes. You know, it, when I look. first heard it, I initially thought that the child like fell in the water. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really. And then when I reread it again, I said, wait, they were docked? <laughs> so it failed on, like, the, the child fell, like, on, I guess, the dock or whatever. That is horrible. Like, okay, so I've heard a couple stories. And I'm trying to figure out the timeline. So, so I don't know what the timeline so, is, but that to me no, no, doesn't no, not even the timeline of the death, the timeline of the st- of 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 because I heard I saw the story that they dropped it that he was leaning out the window, and then now it seems like they're trying to blame it on them for not having a window no, there or see, something, bro. So they have a picture. I don't know if you saw the post I put up earlier, but they have a picture of this yes, window. Yes, and you can clearly see there's no window there, bro. There's no window, and you can also clearly see it's a fucking window, like. Did, what did so so initially what they said happened was that he held the baby the baby fell 150 feet too they're saying that he held the baby and like he said the baby then he held the baby or said the baby there and they said the baby was gone like that's the way he told the first baby was gone and then they lawyered up because the the cruise liner started doing an investigation to see if it was neglect so the family lawyers up. Like, with Don't Saul, blame this shit on us, right? So, the, <laughs> so the family lawyers up with Saul Goodman, basically, because their Saul Goodman ass lawyer came back and made a statement today saying, "So this is like when people he he's like it's the inverse of walking into a glass sliding door," and I'm like, "Bruh, but when you walk into a glass sliding door, that's not the house's fault or the owner of the house's fault. That's your dumb ass fault." So what you're saying is. That because this old man, and it was the grandfather of the child, because this old man did not realize that there was no glass in front of the banister that he picked up his granddaughter and set her on and then allowed her to lean forward. Can we just look like if you go and look at the picture, y'all, it's not like it's a banister no, on the back it, part of the boat. It's the outside banister. Like it, no. Here's my thing, though. When I saw that picture of the place... There is no way that you. I'm just thinking like this. You, we've all been in front of open ass windows, correct? Yeah. You gonna feel some air. 
You gonna feel a breeze. You gonna feel like you. It, it's like glass, 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 glass. No glass. Glass, 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 glass. Like it's not like I was running, and I came up on glass. It's not like I was walking. Like you're standing there looking, and you're seeing that all of this is glass. And it and and now like we get to this part, you said, oh, there's n- I can I can actually sit her on it. And stuff like that. We're gonna lean up on the glass like we were at a hockey game, and and this whole time as you're going to lean up on the glass, you don't notice it's there. But he, Twan, he not like this. This is what trips me out. So let's say that this had been like the bottom of the ship or some shit, like like closer to the ground, and you were like, there was a part in between two barriers that was just open, and the child could have easily crawled through there and fell off the boat. Which I'm sure the boat, being that it's Carnival Cruise, has already had enough dumb babies do stuff like that over their whole lifespan of running cruises that they now have built their ship to be dumb baby proof because parents and somebody has said this in our group, like parents don't be watching a fucking kids dog. They just don't. But in this mm-hmm. situation, this guy actually, it, he helped this baby fall to its death. And that's just the reality of it. This baby could not have picked itself up and set itself down on a banister in what fucking world. Do you pick up a baby and on a cruise ship set it on a banister that is on the outside of the ship? I'm not picking a child up and setting it on a banister that's on the no, inside of a ship. No. You did I've, it on the outside of a ship. I've held my niece and nephew and get scared to walk when I'm on the second floor of a mall. Bruh. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you look, you look there, you're like, mm, mm, let me not lean that way. <laughs> let me, you know what I mean? Like, and even then if I'm close, I got a grip, like a grip. Like if, if the baby fall, I'm falling too. Bro, I don't get close. <laughs> like I don't even, I don't even play with stuff like that. Cause kids can like, can, can slip and stuff. Jerk. Like my, like, my biggest know. fear. Man, the, the baby hit that good, uh, smooth criminal lean back. And then you got a grandfather that probably got arthritis. <laughs> he clearly got bad eyes. He got cataracts. Right. <laughs> so, just all types of no. I just uh-huh. like one of my biggest fears, like because you know, like with the whole having a baby stuff, is going up and down the stairs while carrying a child. Like there, have, there absolutely have been moments where my foot has just slipped. And like you ever been walking up the stairs or walking up something and you're holding something and it it just falls. Like and you don't react. Like you just watch okay. it and it hits the steps. And I'm like, what if that was a baby? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if I'm tired? What if I'm just because cause the first couple of months or whatever with newborns is horrible and it tests your stamina in life. And you just making baby milk at three in the morning one day, and then you get the baby, you rocking it, you go to walk up the steps and you miss a step. Or like your arm just decides it don't want an arm no more, and you drop the baby. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> you know it's funny because you say that I have seen parents literally have that moment where they like you know you like you miss that first step and you slip and you feel yourself falling, and them motherfuckers will spin and rotate. Yes, and like land oh, on yeah, their back. Very and, like, ah. and look, 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 they be like ah, <laughs> but the baby good. <laughs> they done broke their back. <laughs> just like, but. You know what I mean? Like, like I was just looking like this is at at the least a horrific accident. I wouldn't do what he did and with at my the camera. Most, it was negligent. I don't see how it was the 
the cruise's fault. I don't. Though. I I, I wouldn't not. do. I wouldn't do what he did with a camera. Like we were watching. We were watching videos of people destroying their camera equipment by accident. And matter of fact, when you go, if you've gone and seen Spider Man, there's a scene like that in Spider Man. And oh, when well, he dropped it in the, in the nigga, water, <laughs> like he we, just he sat it on the on the uh the the banister of a dock. Like me no, and Chris, no. me both Chris and I carry expensive uh camera equipment when we're at San Diego Comic Con. And when that scene comes up in Spider Man, we both just looked at each other, was like nigga, and like who would set their camera like that? But there was one video where a dude was taking pictures. I think it was in our Flash and Lights photography group on Facebook, and dude set the camera. On the thinnest fucking railing possible. And he had a new lens on it and everything. He goes and like picks up something like a like one of those tubes or something. And when he turns, because it's a long tube, it tapped his camera. And the camera fell off the railing and fell down a flight of stairs. And you just watch it. Like hit the stairs. You see the lens hit the stairs. It cracks. It goes flying into multiple pieces. It, it it detaches itself from the body, which means it broke from the body, which means it probably broke the body. And the fucking um, sensor is in that area of the camera, so it probably broke the sensor, which is the, the heart of the camera. Like, you watch that, and I'm just thinking, I would never in my life set my fucking camera on anything like that. And this man set a baby on something like that a whole right. ass baby and then allowed the baby i want y'all to, i want y'all to really picture this not only did he set the baby on a banister he then allowed the baby to lean forward yes nigga he got to get charged with something so hold oh, on. He is. Day, like if you allow the baby to lean forward he said like 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 we were at a hockey game, leaning on the glass. Like, but then if you're leaning forward, how do you not know the window is not there? Because he thought the baby could lean like, onto the window and touch it. But even no, but what I'm saying is, at this point, you were that close. You have to know that the window is either there or not. Even even then, Tuan. Even then, right? Like we're trying to get the logistics down of how this even happens. So it happened, though, right? It happened. How are they able to lawyer up and do? anything at this point like i would be so i would be i would probably and this is just me I'm, i have a strong personality i would probably be contemplating suicide because i don't oh, know if gonna, i can live with myself live for that forever i don't know if i can live with myself knowing that i dropped a baby 150 feet to its death and it died not only that like I couldn't, I couldn't yeah like it. you not only you dropped your grandchild but you dropped your child's like child. that's your no, you know, it's just you know how many times I have watched when I watch my niece and nephew and we went somewhere, we went to the park somewhere, and I could not find my nephew. Oh my god. For like thirty for like thirty seconds. And I and I felt like I was going to die. All the thing I, I all the thing that came to my head was I can't come home. Like if I lose my nephew, I have to send my girl to let my sister know and I got to be just out steady looking for him forever like he has to come on before i come home i feel like there's a funny snl skit here of you walking the streets 30 years later like like it just it just it just has to happen like i have to literally be like i can't find him you go tell my sister i'm just gone where Antoine? he he looking (laughs) i can't come back 
I got to put I got to come back with the full like I've been in the wilderness beard. <laughs> like I ain't ate. Like like he's put he put that baby up there. I guarantee y'all he put that baby up there and he turned away. Because he said the baby was there one second and then the baby was gone. Which is why I initially thought that the boat was moving. I was like, oh, he put the baby on the banister and she got sucked away by the wind. And then, mm-hmm. which 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 seems funny in retrospect, but awful at the same time. No, they were docked in Puerto Rico. My man put the baby on the banister, let the baby lean forward, and then the baby was gone. That means he let the baby go, y'all. That means he let a baby lean forward on a banister and he let the baby go. He dropped mm-hmm. that child. He dropped mm-hmm. that at, child at, look, over that said, banister. At 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 the best, it's criminal negligence. Like, like, you know what I mean? You made a fatal mistake. But I mean, like, at what point when we get into when we get into stuff like this? Like, at what point is it is it really criminal negligence? Because it, I feel like if some if you do something so ass asininely deliberate, like he had to he had to carry her over there. He had to pick her up. He had to put her on the banister. He had to mm-hmm. lean her forward and he had to let her go. I, I'm, I'm just like, like for you to be like, I didn't know at that point it was for you to be like, it was no. a mistake. I'm like, it might've been a mistake. You weren't, you, it, it might've been a mistake because you weren't trying to kill her. But in essence, everything you did was so stupid. You should have known better. Like, this is essentially like getting in your car and driving backwards down the highway at night because nobody's on the road and then getting in an accident and being like, well, because no one was on the road, I didn't mean to kill anybody. I figured I could do it because no one's on the road. Right. I feel he's like, he's like, I feel like I could do it because no one's on the road. I didn't mean to kill anybody. Of course you don't mean to, but you still did it. Like he still are responsible for it. And I still, and I believe that that's, they got lawyers because I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to get charged, but the lawyers are there. They're probably going to try to see, like get the lowest, you know, jail time or whatever possible. I'm just, I that's, need, that's I need. the only, that's the only way because you cannot, there's no story you can give that can, can, can say like, Oh, you know, it wasn't my fault. It's it's the ship's fault. That is your responsibility. I'm just like, I'm tired of people that doing this. Is your responsibility. I'm so sick of people doing this stupid shit. Like if I see one more fucking story about somebody climbing a goddamn fence at a zoo and getting mauled by a lion, and we're and I'm supposed to feel sympathy for this part. I don't feel no fucking no. sympathy yeah. for you. you at the end of the day, you make choices. Like your choices have consequences. I don't you, feel like, no sympathy for you. About, like, I remember it was, I guess, on the cruise ship, too, where um, a, a young guy, he fell to fell and died because he was on the balcony, and I guess he got locked out, so he, but he had, like, an, a, like an adjoining room, and he tried to climb from one balcony to the one, to the next one, which, what, what sense does that make, or whatever, Bro. but did make it fail, and I think the family tried to sue, like, the, uh, the cruise ship, but what? No, like you made I, he made that decision to do that. We were Nobody watching um, to do that. There's a documentary on Hulu called Free Solo, and it was one of these documentaries that they had nominated for an Oscar last year in the documentary category and shit. 
they didn't have three identical strangers in that category, which was the best documentary that they put out last year, but they had this free solo one in there. Right. And it's basically just a documentary about all these people who do free, who do like, was it free climbing? Or whatever, mm-hmm. it's where you basically mountain climb with no fucking rope and no safety Ooh, harness no, or anything. No safety harness. And uh-huh. it, it basically was a timeline of all of these people that died doing this shit because of their extreme sporting addiction. And all I kept thinking was, like, they would have funerals for these people and people would be, st- all the other rock climbers would be standing around and be like, man, it was so sad to see him go. You know, you never think it's going to be so-and-so, but then it's so-and-so and you're just like, it just sucks that people die. And I'm thinking to myself, you motherfuckers climb mountains without ropes. I, I have absolutely no sympathy for you. None. If that's how you get your rocks off, if that's what gets your dick hard, fine. But when you fall to your death, I'm not going to be one of those people standing around watching the TV going, oh, that's such a tragedy. It's not a tragedy, bruh. You climbing a rock, you climbing a fucking mountain without ropes. You, and even if you were climbing it with ropes, now you're climbing a fucking mountain. I still don't I have mean, any sympathy it's for still, you. It's still a tragedy. They practice a lot. On Man, I don't give a fuck. Thing. You practice climbing ropes, nigga. You gonna practice dodging bullets next? I'm bullet hopscotch king, nigga. Nobody wants to die. I can game day juke a bullet like that. Uh-uh. Y'all here doing this crazy shit. This is like when I see people like, like look, extreme sport and skateboard and stuff I think is dope. But when I'm seeing motherfuckers on a regular BMX bike launching themselves 100 feet into the air, hey, bruh, if you come down on your face, <laughs> I mean, you, you, I mean, choices have consequences. You know what I mean? I, and then yeah, but at, least, at least that's your choice, though. Like, that was you know his choice mean? climbing the rock, too. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but ain't nobody trying to sue the rock. Bruh, the rock can't <laughs> be sued. It's the rock. Like, they had what was it was um like you 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 go into it knowing like what you're getting into yeah like dude like people who go swimming with sharks but then and they'll shit. sue they'll sue they'll still sue they'll find a way to sue saying they will they'll try salty. to sue the rope company or the company that made their trousers uh-huh. or the shoe company that shit's crazy every time some dumbass climbs over a cage at a zoo and gets mauled they try to blame the zoo for not making the cages higher high enough for people to not climb over. Yes, that woman that got, she was trying to sue and everybody was like, but you climb, you climb gates. Like, <laughs> they honestly should be suing you for climbing that fucking gate and putting them in that position to where they had to risk the lives of their workers to then try to yeah. save you from that yeah, bear mauling your you. ass. And now you want to put the animal down because you climb, like, now, if you, if they had a gate and a barrier and it broke because <laughs> you would, and it, you fell through. That's completely different. Some shit like that. The glass was, you know what I mean? The, the animal hit the glass, the glass broke, it came at you. Like anything like that, the animal jumps over all the gates, comes hey, to you. Hey, this, these are things that you can hold them accountable for. But when you start, they said, hey, this is where you stand. And you start moving yourself to different places that you ain't supposed to be. And you get mauled up. I mean, hey. Bruh, there, if you, if you, fall down in your crib and have a fucking heart attack and your wife has to call an ambulance for you. They charge you for that. Like they charge for the ambulance to come get you to take you to the hospital to save your life. It's like $800, bro. Like it's not cheap. Mm -hmm. It's expensive as fuck. So I feel like if you get stuck on a cliff because you were free, you were free climbing and you get stuck at the top of Mount fucking Everest and they have to send a helicopter up there. You should have to pay for the helicopter and the gas. Oh yeah, like they. Ha- I remember um, one of the hurricanes. This was like when I was a little bit in like high school. That was going to hit Charleston, and 
there's a um island called Goat Island where it's just, you know, it's residential. People, you know, when they want to go to the grocery store and all that stuff, they they go by boat. And um, you know, it's ritzy, ritzy white people pretty much on this island. And the hurricane was coming, and of course, you know, they're telling people to get prepared, you know, seek shelter, all this good stuff. And they told, you know, a lot of people, especially people like them that live on these islands, you need to leave now because if you do not leave, I'm not risking my men to save your ass in a nutshell when this hurricane comes through. So, of course, no, they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave their house, which makes no sense to me. The shit is going regardless if you in there or not. That hurricane don't give a fuck about that house, but they want to be by their house. They don't want to leave. They don't want to seek shelter. Okay. So, of course, hurricane rolls through, you know, high tide, everything, hurricane knocking all their shit down, and they're literally stranded or they're getting wiped out to sea, and you know, the ones that are stranded, they're they're calling the police or, or, you know, or calling, trying to call somebody to get help. And, you know, then they got mad when they told them, the county told them, no, like, I'm not risking my men out to get you uh, when you had all, ample that's time. On, that's and on then, every evacuation, especially if you had a mandatory evacuation, it's yeah. on every order. Like, we, oh, you but are supposed to evacuate. They tried to sue the county for that. Because we are not coming to get you. You no. need to evacuate now because we are not coming. Had ample it is, is, is going to be, look, 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 if you don't leave now, it's going to be like the purge <laughs> for the next 12 hours. <laughs> Shit and that's ain't what working. it was. People got <laughs> flown out into the water, couldn't find them. And like I said, the ones that did survive and they were stranded on the island with no water, no food, like they just literally like just idle, just doing nothing. And they got mad because the county wouldn't come get them or come quote unquote save them. And they tried to sue and they and it, it didn't go through because it was like, no, you had ample time to leave. Shelters are everywhere. And you can't even complain about, you know, you didn't have the means to do it. You have the money to do it. You made a choice. You chose to stay here and stay in this house as if this house was, you know, was gonna save you from the hurricane and everything would be fine. No. It did not. Now you're homeless. <laughs> the end. And stranded. Yeah. But people try to, yeah, they're too happy. They they won't take acceptance for what they decided, like their choices. No, there's no and ownership. Then, no ownership yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, no ownership whatsoever. Like, you made that decision. You got to live with it. Grandfather, you decide, you made a poor, a poor ass decision. You need to live. You're going to live with that. And it's no no amount of lawyers is going to save you from that guilt and from what you did at the end of the day. How does he even have the energy and the competence right now to blame anyone else when the last hands that child was in before it fell to his death were his? Mm-hmm. I beat. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm telling y'all. I probably beat and shot myself. I can't. The torment and the visual of that, having to live with that every day. Mm-hmm. would break my soul it would break my mind dog like i could not i could not live with it and my man is not only living with it but he's making statements he's making public statements and arguing 
and trying to blame the cruise line and giving them like reasons why it's the cruise line's fault. The, the, the fact that he is that conscious right now after this is awing to me. I don't understand mm-hmm. how he is able to function right now. I would be yeah. a mess. I'd be a fucking, I'd be in a vegetative state of depression. I would too. Yeah, you have to li- you have to live with that. No matter if miraculously for whatever reason, you know, you you don't get any charges, you leave freely, whatever the case is, you still have to live with that. Like you at the end of the day that was you, that was you. You killed your grandchild. You dropped you your granddaughter. You you're the one who like you said, the child was in your hands. And then the next thing you know, that this child is dead because of you. Nobody else to blame but you. I, If I was even on the cruise ship, and it's, even though it's not even my child, just the thought of that and being on that cruise ship, I, that would break me. Because, you know, it's like that is such a sad thing to happen to a child. You know, this child think he's, uh, you know, she's safe. It's somebody she, this is family. This is my grandchild, you know, and just negligence. But it's the cruise ship fault. But it's the cruise ship fault. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I can't, I can't. So, Ridiculous. Um, that's it, y'all. We will see y'all in, well, if you're not on premium, we'll see the rest of you niggas in August because that's when we will be back with the new Where's My 40 Acres podcast. But until then, you can go ahead and you can sign up for premium and you can get extra episodes Make sure you are following me on Instagram at Phenom Black, P-H-E-N-O-M-B-L-A-K, no C, please, because I will be sharing videos, photos, et cetera, et cetera, while at San Diego Comic-Con next week, and we've already got some stuff lined up. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm trying to get in this Witcher room for Netflix, and that's like Henry Cavill, so that would be huge if we could get into that, and he's... It, it would actually be like real interviews with the cast. So, yeah, we're trying to make some moves. And also Marvel has their whole Hall H thing. They're back at San Diego Comic-Con. DC decided that Warner is not there this year for whatever dumbass reason. But Marvel was like, since they ain't there, we'll come through and we'll talk our shit. Because we got $2 billion films this year. <laughs> Just chilling. <laughs> So we'll come talk our shit and tell you about phase four of the MCU and what's going to happen after those two end credits in Spider-Man Far From Home that you all should stay and watch when you go see the film. So make sure you check that out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I'll be looking for some beer in San Diego next week. So if you know some, holla at a brother. And uh, yeah, pretty much. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate you joining us. This has been another Where's My 40 Acres podcast. And uh, we're out. I don't. I, I'm probably forgot to say something, but it's fine. Make sure you go listen to the albums that we talked about: uh, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Libs, Bandana, Black Keys, Let's Rock, Black Pumas, Black Puma, uh, Jaden's Sire Backwards or Ears, and that Dreamville album. If you need a good nap, we out. Peace. <laughs>
spirit is 